All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show, Seven Bomer, whom I call Nightstar Seven. How the heaven are you today? <laughs> I'm definitely doing well, Lisa. It's awesome to be on the show, and uh, obviously, I'm super excited about you know just presenting yet another major. Uh, manifestation for all of us uh, in understanding or understanding, as we call it, what's going on in this particular space and time. Heaven, yeah, absolutely. It, it's really intense, and it's getting more and more all the time. I thought it would maybe break off a little, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems to continuously so, uh, where build itself. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I don't want to waste too much time chatting. I love listening to you and want to see where you're going to take us today. So why don't you take the reins and just go where Source inspires you? Okay, great, great. Um, well, the first thing I want to make sure is that, you know, we're at least coming through clear because I am hearing a little bit of, um, like, a, you know, the sound of where you can feel like there's here's some packet loss. That means that the, you know, the, that some people may be hearing it as broken up. So I'm not sure if you're hearing that or not, but just let me know if I need to try to adjust some things over here to see if we can get some better bandwidth so that way we get a clear transmission. And then, of course, either way, there's obviously always a recording of the call, so I'm recording it on this side. So I just tell people that so they don't freak out later on and be like, oh, man, it was all messed up, so, you know, I can't hear it. But So we got, you know, definitely two recordings going on. But, you know, to get this started today, you know, first of all, I would like to tell everyone that, you know, I'm always happy to present the message and also to do what I can to assist people in expanding on the planet um, I've taken that as my personal duty. You know, I think that there's many things that we can choose to do in life, and you know, those are choices that we make. And, and this time for me, I've decided to pierce the veil in every tense, and then whatever is extracted from the other side, bring that back to my brothers and sisters here on Earth, because we were born and ate from the same mother, this planet. And because I just feel like that that's what you should do out of integrity. So what I'm noticing though is that there's a lot going on in the world, and that that kind of idealism is rather rare, almost extinct. I mean, and sometimes we can get a little bit confused with uh, treating everyone as if they think like us until we all of a sudden find us, ourselves in a situation because we didn't anticipate what may have occurred. So that's the main thing that I've been doing these days is to, you know, not take anything for granted as far as uh, what's going on in the planet and how I should see it. And what I mean by that is that I, now I just, I really scan everything and everyone uh, as I interact with them because I realize that if already at this point we're not uh, in the know about everything that's going on, then that also means that there's many things that we're suffering from in a certain sense. There's things that we don't know about. And there's, there's abilities that we have that we don't know how to use. So there's all that going on. And um, what I will say, though, is, is that, you know, for people who are looking into really realizing how many different levels of this uh, manifestation may be happening, uh, I will say for sure that there is an infinite level of worlds that are continuously existing that have different ramifications to them. And even the next world after this, which is actually like saying the world in the future, but we also know that that is going on now. As they say, that Earth in itself is, is a, a replication of, of what happens on a much greater level. They say that all the time. And so what's really meant by that, though, is that the new world, then the actual world that we're going to go to next is already in existence. But we're babies there. The same way that we got into this world is the same way that we got into that world. Of course, that was a lot earlier. But the actual 
stage of our consciousness there is more like an infant. And I'll explain this very simple because you can see it happen in this world now. It's like when you're born, you're in that crib or, you know, wherever you are, and you're looking up and everything is also blurry because, you know, they tell you a lot about what kind of eyes the baby has because there's still film and things on the eyes. The eyes haven't actually developed. So it hasn't even begun to put like hard edges around things. So you can imagine it really just looks like somewhat of a cymatic blob. You just see shapes because you haven't even realized how to define those shapes and what those shapes actually mean. Is to, uh, so in, in many tenses, also, you're using more of another sense because that's why you're able to sense your mother. And you're also able to, in a certain sense, sense danger. Like if, you know, some big brown and dark colored blob comes around, you start crying, and that may be your uncle. <laughs> you see what I mean? So <laughs> what happens is, is that uh, what I'm highlighting here very briefly is that we're here to actually begin to, to realize what's in the perception. And we should never stop doing that. Meaning, even as we've come into this world and we think we know what's going on, we see cars now, we see hedron colliders, we think we know what's going on. But until you start looking a lot more deeper, do you actually begin to analyze yet another layer, a much more deeper fabric of how this reality works? And then on top of that, and this is just what I have to deal with, when piercing into the next level is what I was talking about, the origin point in any of my conversations. You're like a baby there again. <laughs> so this is also why consciousness has never been really addicting. It's never been really something that people want to do naturally. And people need to start thinking <laughs> about this because the moment that you really start getting to those points of being able to come out of the body and all that kind of stuff, and it happens, it's not something that you immediately jump back into the next day. It's like, oh, that was fun. I mean, you need to sit down for a moment, think about what happened, and because there's an energetic potential that's attached to that. And that's also how we can tell if somebody's really capable of doing that versus the millions of billions of people. Well, I won't even say there's not even that many people that talk about it. But the great 80% that say they can do it and have done it and you can just tell by the way that they're talking, especially if they didn't tell you about the energetic potential behind what they were doing, that they didn't do it and they're making it up. So again, we have all of this stuff going on and now we have to make heads and tails of it in a tense. We have to begin to interpret what's going on. And as children, many of us came in as children into this world and actually didn't have that much protection. And this is something that we have to see somewhat as a redundancy, meaning that we may have been exposed to a foster home. We may be exposed to some kind of uh, a malevolent malevolence going on on one angle or another. Right. And so that also would be the case in many tenses to when getting into that higher world in a certain tense, that if you're a baby there again, you have just amount as protection, much as protection as you did when you came into this world. So that's why also most people don't really go into those kind of planes and get involved with those kind of things, especially in the modern times, because for the ancestors, it was necessary to basically do spring cleaning. That's actually what caused spring in the, in that other plane that actually is where things begin to take place. And so that's a part of the conversation today is not only the great battle, but also how this planet in particular is really suffering because there's not too many people that understand how to attend to the nature, the actual nature embodiment spirit. Some people call it nature spirit. I think that it's very limiting that the entire construct itself is alive and kicking. That's how it can actually grow plants and grow trees and grow the stuff that we're looking for, that we're looking for to consume where we're getting our energy from. So that also means that 
that there needs to be some kind of reciprocation there. These aren't robots <laughs> to where they can give, 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 and then no one gives back, and then it's supposed to be happy, right? And so I think yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that we've gotten confused, especially with this new, this new age, because they'll even tell you, and this is something that I've even been guilty, to and I'm guilty of, and I'm not afraid to say it, that it's a game. What I say now to people is, if it's a game, you better not lose. Because even acting like this is a game and not having necessarily a full cognizance of the other planes, and it's just cocky right off the bat. I mean, that's even just from the natural love of life, something that's not smart to do unless you know for sure that this is a game. Because if I kill you, are you sure you're going to come back? And are you going to start from where you, you know, were last time? You know, you're going to blink for a moment and then appear, and then you're going to get a chance to run the whole course again. What kind of proof of this do we really have? What we have more proof of is that when a person does leave this place, it's like a roll of the dice. That dice is actually the Fibonacci sequence. That roll of a dice then determines how they come out on the zodiacal wheel next time because the zodiacal wheel is based on the Fibonacci sequence. The zodiacal wheel is basically going to produce on a consistent basis something different for you next time. But different also means, oh my goodness, I don't even know what's going on. This is so different (laughs) than where I was before. I need to start all over again, (laughs) right? So now what we're getting better in learning is how to make those journeys now. And that's really what I've been doing personally, especially with the last year of my life, is making those journeys into that space that you have to build yourself up to keep going. And when you get there, you're a baby again. Who wants that, right? When, just when you thought that you were going to get handles on things, now you go to a place that you don't even know what's going on again. And then you're to continue to brave that, because also it has an energetic potential. It is real. You're to continue to brave that until something clicks. And so what's been happening with me personally with uh, this message and what I've been doing for the last eight years of consciousness is it's been clicking. And each time that I get on the phone, I do my best to really crunch. Like I always say, it's like jamming an elephant through the straw. This message that's so dynamic, infinite, limitless even, into this uh, Kabbalistic creature called English. (laughs) So now uh, what I want to talk about first is is the the basic... um, technique of mirroring, okay? How mirroring works is when someone does something that everyone else likes, then other people try to do it in their own way, okay? It's in, the entire world is constructed like this. It's like we get the idea of what cars are in certain terms from somebody else. Then we decide what car we either like or what car we can get. Then we choose our car. Then maybe even a younger kid sees us drive by, decides they want a car. So this is going on in billions of ways. So what's important for us to see is that we're going to mirror everything in nature, and then when you go into a high vibration, you understand that nature does the same thing with you. If you're happy, nature's happy. If you're sad, nature gets sad. If you're scared, nature gets scary. And I've watched this go on in my spiritual experiences because, and I said, why is this happening? Because nature is still a mirror and a reflection of you. It is still you. And that's the only thing that that responds like that. But everything moving on its own volition, you will notice whether you're happy or sad, it will still remain as it is because it's controlling its world. But nature is a symbiotic world. It's something that it's responding based on how we respond. So it's a no-brainer then with that simple reverse engineering that we're also going to attempt to shape Earth like we are now. This is dangerous. Really? Yeah. I mean, you look at it all going on around you. People are attempting to shape the world the way they are. They're not attempting to become shaped 
by the world in the way it is. So oh, this yeah. is like this is like saying, well, let's say somebody that you're sitting with is ignorant. <laughs> you're going to attempt to become ignorant. That's what it would be like saying that the, if the world is going to follow behind how we are, it would basically be saying, I'm going to attempt to become defunct. So we know the world is not going to do that, right? But we will attempt to do it to the world. We'll cut these canals through here. We'll burn up the place. We'll suck out all the oil. We'll get all the gold, put the gold all on the face, gold all on the neck. We're the gold like a chain, like we're some kind of dog. And, you know, we'll, we'll do all of this stuff, right? But we know that that is ignorance. <laughs> I mean, it's proving itself to be ignorant now. But the being that we're on is hypersentient. And the reason why we know it's hypersentient is because it's here. There's nothing that's not here that doesn't possess hypersentience, including ourselves. But because of how it's made itself the host, meaning being able to actually produce these trees, produce this nature, produce this ground we're standing on, it kind of shows who's the superior. It's like the whole explanation of the God in the Bible. I'm the only God, but saying that from inside of the planet. How can you say you're the only something or greater than everything else and you're already in the mouth? or in the womb of what you're talking in. You see what I mean? So there's a lot about this conversation that we now need to understand. I don't like to say it's the, necessarily the goddess or the mother because it has a masculine potential, just like women have a masculine side. They have a, a, what we would call a positive in this tense side, right? So then there, but there's a primary. And I'm highlighting this because this is very important. So Earth is, is male and female, primarily female. She is a receptacle. She can take in seeds. Those seeds are light from the cosmos, the fire. And then she can begin to cultivate those seeds from many species. Like it's just, and it's so much more vaster even than what we would call female because if, how many different kind of seeds can you put in a woman? But I guess, again, female is not limited, and many people do think, all the time when they say female, they think human females. They never think a- animal females. <laughs> they say, yeah, there's a female lion. There's a female tiger. There's a female frog. So there is a female or uh, what they would call negative side in every single thing that exists, right? So this is also how we have to blow up in even our own consciousness. When we say goddess, we at times see this beautiful vixen coming through the vapor and not seeing that actually it could be a frog princess for all you really know. It could be, it, it is in every species, there is the actual active feminine principle. So when we start to see that rather than the, the filters that we've learned to jam it through, then we start to actually get re- a real feeling for what's going on. So then from there, that's why I was saying earlier that nature has nobody to attend to her. And it's because what you found buried with all of the people that got destabilized, especially in places like California now, all those Native Americans and the traditions that they had are the reciprocation and the communion that goes on with nature so that nature could be nice, play nice, love what's going on too, feel like it's getting something out of this and keep being abundant. And so that's what I was saying. Again, when they start to say, well, the planet's a hologram, it's a program. This is all programming to make a person become desensitized to an entity that instead of seeing it as it's just your mother, it's also your girlfriend, it's also your sister, it's also your... And you see how when even we start thinking about that kind of thing, it starts these triggers in our mind. Wait, 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 wait. my mother's my girlfriend? Oh, that's, that's gross. You see, so there's all of these pre-programmed locks 
And this is what I was you know, trying to explain to people the other day about how you breach in a vast intelligence is that you have to take off these locks that are put there that don't even make any sense to have there because it's logical that even when you see the, the, the mother with her son in the arm, her son is also her husband. And this is by math more so than, oh, you know, let's, let's tap into the, the actual characteristics and the drama behind cultures. If you want to just get logic with it, that's how it has to happen. So what, these, are, these are important things, not to sit back and just ponder on that alone and how that's going to affect you, but to put in the proper place so that way you can get to the next conclusion in your mind of what's going on here so that you can make your move. Because the reality is, is that when we then really look at this, we see that there is resident frequencies. And this may be jumping up a little bit ahead here. And let me just take a moment because I, I wanted to, uh, to make sure that I don't get ahead of my message here today. I wanted to read something, actually. And this would bring it more central to what I'm saying. This is a clip. Uh, by the way, I have this uh, archive, okay? This archive of data, right? To me, it's the, one of the largest archives of data that ever been expunged on the planet Earth from sources who do not easily render such data. And what this data is, is about 35 gigabytes of knowledge that comes from JSTOR, okay? And if anyone knows what JSTOR is, every time you hit one of them crazy-ass keywords about one of those ancient, ancient cultures, you always find something that may be able to get you to the next level, but on sale at JSTOR and not able to be viewed unless you are unless you have certain kinds of access. You either have to be some kind of researcher, you have to prove that you're researching on that, you have to have a doctorate, you have to have a thesis, and all types of barriers before you can actually read what's there because they want to know, is he in? But at the same time, they need to have that data available on a digital level, right? So one of our friends who's no longer with us, Mr. Aaron Schwartz, extracted that information for every single day for I believe what ran for a year he put a hard drive in the basement of MIT and began to extract, because that's where all that, that knowledge is actually housed, and was extracting this knowledge every day. And he was backing it up on continuous hard drives, not really checking the data, because the data is quite, it's so insurmounting. I'm sorry, it's the, how much data is there. Even I have to search it in different kinds of ways to get what I'm looking for. And there's just tons yeah. of stuff, stuff from the Royal Society of Science, et cetera. So what's also in here, though, what I'm telling you people is it's also the truth. So here's a clip here from one of the books that came out of there. And it says, the typical Indo-Hittite hero kills the serpent of the abyss to disenfranchise the matriarch's sacrificial ceremony. He then marries the serpent mother or sister, the triple goddess, and begets divine children through her that are all manifestations of him. For example, the, per the Persian Oromazd marries the Afro-Asiatic triple goddess and immediately disposes her. He then goes about clothed in her three colors, red, white, and blue. These colors symbolize creation and recreation, the eternal combat with evil and bringing forth Funkundity. So, just in that alone, that one paragraph, <laughs> it explains to you the depth, again, of even entities such as Yaldabaoth, Bailed, entities such as Lucifer, entities such as Tiamat. It gives you the entire profile to really what is going on here with the so-called hero program that begins to run 
And then this hero, whether they're just a hero of their family, I'm going to help my family. I'm going to save my family. Or, and that's most of the case, I'm a hero of the culture. I'm going to save my culture. Will then disenfranchise the planet. <laughs> See, people know what the franchise means. So the, this means to take the opposite. So let's go with that. The disenfranchise the planet, but then marry it. And this is the thing, like everyone has a feminine principle around them, no matter how much they may dislike feminine. I've run into some people now that seem to be feminine haters now. This is the new thing. But Aww. everything around, well, it happens. <laughs> Lots is going on here. But what I'm saying is the imbalances, right? But again, still having to feed from that. Like, after all, how did you get here? How are you eating? So the same principle, and this is what I call intelligent negative and ignorant negative. This, was like the, this is the only way for, uh, that I was actually able to figure out kind of how time even really works. Because it, you don't got things, you have things more moving in the four, in the, the cross areas. So when you try to interpret something, you're like, is that, is that negative or positive? And then if I say, well, it's negative, oh man, that's evil. Let's stay away from that. You see, that's darkness. But what happened there? Somehow one word got misinterpreted because negative, as we understand it, which is the same pole that we see on a battery, is necessary in order for amplification to come to generate energy. So if that's the bad thing, then that means that energy is the bad thing. And if energy is the bad thing, then we don't exist. So then that would be basically saying that our existence is a bad thing. So that's actually reverse engineering completely where the program comes from that we're the ones that are bad. We're the ones that are causing all the problems. This is the battle that I'm talking about that's going on not only in the mind, but it's manifested itself in the physical reality, which is us even have to, having to deal with in our consciousness that we need to do the right thing. We need to be the good ones. We need to be, you see what I mean, that whole game. And what we did then was wrong. And all of that, what I call fuzz, because one hasn't even got off the block yet, as I said, where I'm from, meaning that you haven't even got into the real things. The, this would then be like, if we start to see even the things that you could succeed on here, some people say, well, you know, if I become the CEO of my own company, and they think that that's success. Now, whether they even get to that or not, they think that's success. Rather than thinking, if I'm fully in control of my reincarnation cycles, Standing at the gate between one and zero, manifesting and unmanifesting why I'm caught in the actual current of perpetual energy. So that, that would be more like an actual success <laughs> rather than I'm going to be a CEO. I'm going to sit behind this desk. I'm going to look at this 596,000 pixels that are burning the shit out of my eyes. And I'm going to count my numbers on pay PayPal or Papple, and, and that's going to be the meaning of success. You see, so what I had as notes here today is the dangers of the pitfalls of setting even the things that now can be accomplished on the planet as like the end-all, finish-all, or the big goal to our existence. And setting the bar higher, because this is where the imagination comes back in. Because what I noticed is, is that as you, when you're younger, as you start aging, your manifest, your, uh, your, your, not your manifestation, because your manifestation is tied into your imagination. But the imagination starts to die based on 
the perceptions and the experiences that we're having in the reality. So when they tell you, well, yeah, you know, they're going out of space, but only the people that work at NASA, son, can go out of space. And to work there, you know, you're going to need to do this <laughs> in this nine years in this course. And maybe you make it, maybe you don't, right? So then that kills that dream of that kid flying off in that space shuttle. This is a simple example, but I'm telling you, it's been done everywhere. Because when the being first comes into the reality, it doesn't really understand the framework. So that's also why it doesn't understand boundaries. Look at children. They don't really understand what they can't do. They more of understand what they can do until they start getting... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens with all of us. I mean, I mean, I'm raising a child myself, so I'm watching it. And that's the other thing. If the only thing that we would really need to find all this stuff out, if there wasn't so much plagiarism everywhere, is just to look at the greatest thing that we could ever make in organics, not iPhone nine, as I call it, but this actual entity that is a genetic uh, hybridization of our essence and the person that we chose to unite with still operating in this vehicle that came from nothing <laughs> that's the brain bender and now has arrived in full tact and full sentience it's like even sitting next to baby and you just poke the baby you'd be like man this baby is actually here Here's, this is the most amazing thing because nobody even knows where it comes from versus if we wanted to track iphone down we can track it all the way back to the cave in which the silicone is pulled from you see so we know the origins of this so i'm just saying this is the scope then of what really has the most value and so this is also people should see now that this is also how we're looked at we're not looked at as iphone 9 we're looked at as a fully integrated self-evolving os that has the full potential of actually connecting with what would be a countless amount of frequencies and then able to emulate or mirror because we're symbiotic those frequencies and then gain them as our abilities. So this means that we actually have the ability, just like if I sit down and I really work with someone who knows how to play piano really well and I just put my time into it, pretty soon I can start hitting off some keys. So we have this ability to, when we're around something that we want to be, we can change ourselves into it. But then it doesn't just become us as just being that. It becomes us as who we were plus being that. And if you could see the worth in something like that, and that's why they always say, well, you need to see the worth in yourself first before you'll ever see the worth in anything else. But if you look at that alone and you see the worth in that, then you can realize where the battle's coming in at. Yep. Because, of course, that's like a gym then. I was watching this movie the other day. Uh, it was called Winter's Tale. It's one that kind of slipped right under the carpet. And it, once again, explaining everything there. They got the crystals. They got the lights. Lucifer's even making a guest appearance. Quite a few things are going on in the movie but the movie is also showing you how this world in itself has gotten itself into quite a jam because of there's first of all, there was only two sides anyway. It was either you became a rebel or you served the things that connected all the way back to Orion, which is basically the tetragrammaton. It's the Jehovian uh, actually forget all of those. Those are new words. It's Marduk. And it's inky. 
These are the old terms. This is the father and the son. Okay? And then these two also, in, I don't know if you can call it friendly, competition of like the conquistadorian kind of competition that you see that still exists in many of the Latin countries. But the continuous back and forth of, I'm, am I the winner right now? Is, is the Old Testament winning right now? Or is the New Testament winning right now? <laughs> is it the son that's winning or is the father winning? Because it's definitely not going to be the people. Because when you spend all of your time paying attention to something that is not really paying attention to you or not giving you really the reciprocation that you need, who would benefit from that kind of relationship? And this is what we just have to fess up to it at a certain point. If you were in a relationship with someone who never talked to you, (laughs) how far would it really go? And if you kept staying with them, what kind of insanity would you go into in wanting to hear from that individual? Like what extent would you go to? And so now we're in a world that even when a person, that's why people are really turning away from spirituality now. This is now becoming the machine age. And people have wrote about this age because across the timeline, you see beings that got caught through this age and they became something similar to cyborgs. This is when everything just becomes a zero and a one. Everything just becomes, well, what is on Facebook? Let me post my picture. Let me post my picture. Here's a new picture of me. Hell, look me, 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 me. But never giving something. I'm not saying there's a problem with putting your picture there, but give me something like spend first of all, first part of the day. And this would be very, this would be very constructive for us as a human species. If we would first realize that when we do something that someone else has done, there's nothing really new that's there. So let us focus on doing something new. And this is what I always do. I go personally into archives of knowledge to find something that we don't know. And if I share something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's what it is. Because then, but it doesn't go viral. <laughs> it doesn't go viral. It's like, you know, first of all, if it's longer than two paragraphs, it doesn't even really get a like. <laughs> because well, it's only because who has time? Like, that's the thing that, you know, it's, it's from the other side. Like, of course, we, if we would want to assist humanity in getting this message across, we really need to also see what's happening. Even when I drop a two-hour, three-hour recording, What are the odds that a person being able to listen to that recording is going to be able to listen to that recording from start to end that actually has a job? (laughs) So then that first that immediately means in that if they are able to listen to it, they probably also can't really contribute from a financial level. And then that becomes, of course, the pitfall for many of the people who are bringing messages and that they've dedicated their entire life to finding the truth for us. And then they still can't pay rent. They can't do all these other things because the people that are actually listening to them that have the time to listen to those two, three hour recordings also don't are not employed. You see what I mean? So this whole conundrum and I started looking at the whole thing, because when you start seeing it. That's where the intelligent design, if you want to call it that, comes in at, because every single thing has its Achilles heel or its pitfall that kind of throws off something else. And then where that's left us is actually thinking that there's something new going on all the time. Like, realistically, I feel in the world, just because I'm also I'm in the central part of the world, I'm in Central America. When you look at the entire world, nothing new is really happening here. Like there's no grand manifestation of something that's going to change things for all of us. And when it is, we don't get to know about it. And this is factual. So and then this is where the disarming comes in. 
If I sit down and I even say something like that as a spiritual teacher, they say, oh, what do you mean, brother? There's tons of things. Now, look what you benefit off of. You should be grateful. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not talking about me. I'm straight. If I leave out of this thing right now, I know where to go and I know what to do. I'm talking about the billions of people that I've come also to assist with the knowledge and the information. What's going to happen to them? Are we developing any massive levels of technology that's going to end up pushing us all into our next age? They're yet to admit (laughs) the president is still sitting there not saying, okay, you guys have chakras. You need to go research those. (laughs) There's no authority that's saying that, hey, you have an auric field the dream thing. Let us explain to you the dream thing and what's going on. There's, see, in this, uh, this, uh, this arena that we're in, there is no subject of spirituality that's introduced into the common uh, curriculum of the day. So that way we have, once we get done drinking and driving and all the other stuff that we do, when we're ready to g- get out of here at like, let's say, 25, 26, let's say Earth, it could be a party place from 25 to 26. And I wouldn't see a problem with that. Excuse me, from from maybe uh, uh, 15, 16 to 26. I wouldn't see a problem with that. But then as any person during the 26, 27, 28, moves into 30s, it's now like, OK, well, what am I going to do in my life? <laughs> By 35, when you hit the mid area, it's like, OK. Whatever grandma's doing, I need to start figuring out if she really is right about this whole afterlife thing. But guess what? There's no grandma. (laughs) There's really no one to go and start to get the details. Not not the, I think this is what they said and this is what the Zeta showed me. Not any of that, but the, the actual details. Because see, on our planet, our ancestors knew those details. There was no guessing for them. There was nothing that they needed to learn. They were coming from a place that they already knew into a place that needed to know. Versus we appear in a place that we don't know anything and then won't tell us anything. So we're, we have to get it ourselves. And this is why I say, now I'm not playing anymore. Not that I was playing in the first place, but I can definitely say what I was doing previous to this could be perceived as playing compared to what I'm about to do next. And it's because of this. It's the simple fact that as I watch time pass, and I see it's been like five years now, six years, and I've been cognizant of this. I launched off with this message that was going to change everything in the book, The Code of the Matrix. All the secrets are there. There's the keepers of the keys and the writers of the light. That book was written in 30 days. And if you understand how long it takes to write a book, most authors know it's like called writer's block. You can't get something that's 231 pages and eloquently put together, besides the typos, into, in a month. It takes a lot longer. And it's because there was then an action of piercing the veil. And that energy is still resident in that book. And once that happened, it opened up a pathway And I'm not saying I opened up the only pathway. That would be ignorant. There's multiple pathways. But I'm one of those people who pierced a hole completely through. Not almost to when you get to a certain part in the woods, you're like, hey, do you guys see the trail? (laughs) And then you're looking back and like, do you guys even know where we came in at? Oh, no, we're we're lost in the wilderness, Alice. (laughs) Meaning that now we're stuck right halfway in the middle of Archangel Michael and Lucifer and not actually being able to tell who's who. (laughs) And it's because, and just to chime in on that alone, the resident frequencies, and this is what I, I, I like as a term now. It kind of, for some people, may remind them of the, the movie Resident Evil, right? But the, the resident frequency 
is something that we have to also be aware of, which means that there is something that exists on every single spectrum of the frequency, which goes behind the decimal point. So there, this is, if you want to start looking at limitless, it's kind of frequencies. Each cymatic produces a different kind of shape, right? So as we're getting into that, what we start to see is, is that when you become the rebel, okay, when you finally say in your mind, you know what, enough is enough. I see the game. You just want me to be a slave. It's kind of clear. <laughs> like, if you really, really take a look at it, all it's saying is you either become free or you're in service. There's nobody that is in between. And so when you want your freedom, then you may have to look and see, well, well, wait a minute. Well, what could be actually lording over me or having dominion over me? And that's why I say I, I took years to dig through that thing to finally realize that, yes, there are resident frequencies, other hypersentient life forms that know something, know a thing or two that we don't. And that their whole gig is just to get human beings to be in devotion to them. This is why they love devotees. Devotee is like if you're laying there and you need a drink, it's the person you tell to get your drink. If you're laying there and you need to get something read to you, or you're laying there, notice I'm saying laying there, laying there, uh, wanting someone to dance, this is the person you get to dance. This is laying there, wanting someone to make you feel good, this is the person you get to make you feel good. You see, so these kind of entities don't seem then so strange to how even humans are operating now. Meaning that who wouldn't want someone at times to bring a little drink to them if their throat is you know, dry, or who wouldn't want someone to dance in front of, we even go to these shows, right? We go to these shows, we watch people dance in front of us. You know, we do it too, is what I'm saying. So what I'm also talking about is, let's watch what we're doing, right? And then see, okay, well, maybe that's the entire construct of how earth works right now. And if I decide that I want to go into something else, I'm going to need to actually start seeing that entire thing and how it works. Because to, if, you can't un, if, you, if you can't understand what's happening here, like, I don't know what's happening. The world, it seems to have fallen apart, and I, I just don't know what to do. If you're in that kind of stage, it's because you haven't figured something out. Because once you really know what's happening, you don't get that kind of thing. You just get, okay, here's what I can do about it. Now, what situation are you talking about specifically? If you're talking about yourself, because we have to be specific, what can you do about it? Okay, the body comes online. You need to bring the body back online. It's like now the Achilles heel to the situation because we become so body identified from looking into the mirror. Now we have to actually convince the body again that it is really the shit because it's gotten depressed, right? It's gotten pushed down by gravity into its lower stages. And because we've identified it, identified with it, this is like, I'm going down with the ship. Identifying with the body is the being that's inside saying, oh, I feel when I get cut. My feelings are hurt. So you see, I'm not talking about something that's positive or negative over here. I'm talking about something that has happened to us that we now need to realize that our identification with this body is also either our grave or our chariot. And when we work with it and we start to see mind, body, and soul, so where do you want to start first? Start in the physical. You start from the foundation, and that's what secret energy is about. We're bringing courses first. It starts in the netherworld. I'm not going to start in heaven. 
<laughs> like, why start in the, uh, in the Sahasrara chakra when nobody's hanging out there? Sahasrara <laughs> is so clean. <laughs> and you, you see what I mean? And look, you could even tell this is how it works anyway, because when you start going deeper or higher anywhere, right now on earth even, there are things that are no longer present there that are present on the other level. Like, for instance, if you dive to a certain point in the ocean, there's no more oxygen. So that means that <laughs> there's going to be no bacteria there. There's going to be no a lot of things, but there's going to be something there. So this is how, again, that the levels work. Like we have this opportunity to see our body in these levels, just like the whole thing was created, all the way from netherworld, all the way to the top of the, uh, to the Arabot, and then start really spending our time walking ourselves up the ladder by simply cutting many of the cords, because this is how it is. Like we've, we're, we're, we're titans on the other plane. But the reason why that's not necessarily the greatest thing is because titans can pull a lot of weight. So that's generally what they're used for. They're like the horse. Now, as I said, this is the season of, or aeon of Horus, right? The, the, the wheel. All of that is symbolic of the chariot. It's the beings that are used to pull the thing. And through that pulling and that tugging, that's also their strength. But it's also like talking to one of the guys that is like the mafia boss's uh, muscle. <laughs> He's not really smart. <laughs> He's strong, but not really smart. So what we have to do now is realize that we've gained all of this strength from being on this wheel, which is literally like one of those, those old grain granule wheels where the, the horse has to pull it and the oxen need to be yoked together and then they got to pull it and crush the grain. That's kind of more of what we're on in a tense. So we have to realize that now that we have this strength, we can come unyoked. Okay, and many people are realizing this. They're starting to get buck wild out there because when they do that, though, they're also becoming or having communion with the rebel frequency. Okay, so now in this tense, because I'm just explaining frequencies today on the show because frequencies are characters, frequencies are people. Okay, each person is a different comprising of frequencies, but there are core resident frequencies and the core resident frequency of a rebel is also synonymous with a lucifer you see what i mean so what you need to now see this as is alchemy so now you only need a certain amount of this rebel <laughs> mixed with a little <laughs> bit of this because that's actually how life becomes after that if you get too deep into the rebel then it actually starts to communicate with you and talk to you. Yes, you know, if you don't look out for yourself, then, you know, nothing will happen. You need to usurp the throne. You need to become the most richest. You need to become, you see, so now the rebel is he's in full rebellion. But the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because we need to see our actions as formulas. And to understand that we should get a percentage and we have to determine what that percentage is of these different kind of frequencies to create the outcome that we're looking for. And what happens here is, is that that statement, intelligent negative and ignorant negative, I made because you have to see that there's two sides to everything. And that just like a person can say, well, negativity is, is, is you know, I don't want to be around that. But never see, negativity is actually the receptacle that brings forth life. Negativity is actually the darkness that allows bacteria to grow that brings forth life. Negativity, that's intelligent negativity. Now, when we're talking about ignorant, ignorant negativity, 
i.e. Crawleyism, <laughs> that's the easiest way to put it, then that would be that kind of, gener- it's a generating principle. It's tempting to create something, but it's also creating something that is aborting when it goes through its creation. You see, so this is now ignorance, ignorant negative, okay? So the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because you can use that simple uh, uh, template as also discovering like what's going on here. Because some people, I'll give you an example. Some people say, well, where did this, let's say take Lucifer, for instance, where did Lucifer come from? So when you go and ask anyone that, sometimes they come with a long story, but they never come with where did Lucifer come from? Because obviously nobody can answer that because they can't even ask, answer where did they come from? So let alone something else. This is, this is because there is another spatial to time that we're not aware of most of the time. We see time as forward and backwards. Now I want people to start realizing there's a left and a right to time. And when something comes in, let's say we're on this front and backwards segment of time, something comes in from the left or right, it just pops up. <laughs> this is where I was uh, also elaborating on how when a being is utilizing this manifestation process that we all have, it can, it's the professionals especially, can insert something into time. And the moment that it appears, what also comes with it is somehow a pre-programmed script of where it came from that we run over and over again when we ask ourselves, well, where did the pyramids come from? Oh, well, um, this ancient civilization. And, you know, we, we go yapping off with some stuff that, first of all, who, who can confirm any of this? Nobody. So do you, can you really say that that's what's happening? No, you cannot. But you have a pre-running script that says, but it's okay. It's there, big, big diamond in the, in the desert, and it's, it's okay. We have a program that tells us that it was, actually, we don't even have a program that tells us when it was built. Well, look, we don't know when it's built. Stop asking me these kind of questions. See, this is how <laughs> we are in this. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit candid today, but I, I want us to start to just really examine how much that we actually know. Because then when we do that, we can reverse engineer everything. See, there's never like a, an, an ignorance it's whether you've flipped it over and rode it or not yet. Have you actually seen the intelligence of it? And what I mean by that is that, so I started thinking, even for something to watch all the points like this, like somebody is watching, they say, you know how they say, watch my six. That means watch my back, right? Something is watching all of the numbers on the, on the clock, right? Doing all sorts of different things to ensure that people don't get just even this kind of information that I'm putting together right now, right? So instead of looking at that as the antithesis, because obviously it would be rather weak because of its condition of what it's doing, it'd be better to understand that, hmm, this must mean that there is some other level of knowledge going on here of sentience that allows even the most obvious not to become available to us. So then what we're able to realize at that moment is that there's more data here. There's more knowledge here. And I'm just telling you what happened with me. Because whatever I went through seven years ago, eight years ago, and I'm still trying to completely put that whole scenario together, what I had access to and had access to me, I could see completely into its whole archive. And see, this is, this is something that we already know about channeling in a certain tense, that if somehow you end up making contact with some other being, a.k.a. whoever's rolling under the title God today, 
then at that moment, if you're not completely floored by whatever is happening, which seems to be the case with most people, what's happened also is there's a state of vulnerability in the system. And this is what I would, would try to get people to understand because maybe we can turn this entire thing around. Meaning, see, when something thinks that it really has you, oh, we can do whatever we want to the humans, they're never going to find out. That kind of cockiness is actually a flaw. So, what, because that's what even happened to me. I think that in a certain sense, the, especially the, the actual the Tetragrammian or Orion-based fields, thought that they had probably one of their best acolytes. Because I was reading a book, I read the Bible three times, was like a city photographer, been doing it since I was a child, been in all these churches, it's like, oh my goodness, this is going to be brilliant. This is going to be the great work. But <laughs> in that cockiness, when I asked a simple question like, where's the power coming from? And then it was shown to me that, hey, the power is actually coming from us. You have no power. And me simply, simply saying, well, I need to give my own power, though, because and seeing the result of the response I got back from that, and then that changing everything, it turned the whole table. It's like going to the temple, flipping the table of the Pharisees. He's like, okay, well, I don't want to be a part anymore. What? What do you mean you don't want to be a part anymore? Look, you can lucid dream. You could, look, you're telling people what's going to happen even the next day in their life. And they, what do you mean you don't want, you're, you're out? It's like, well, I'm out. And this is what happened in my life eight years ago through Gnosticism, a.k.a. Christianity. Mine, mine was Gnosticism because I was looking to become a prophet. But I was available and had access to an entirely different world that exists even right now. Like people need to think these church bells and these choirs and these church houses on every corner, they're not here just for luxury. There is something that is resident in keeping all of that going on. And that's its structure. It wouldn't have built how many churches we got out there. And it's a countless, uncountless amount. How many millions of people do we have that are actually involved in that cult? Even the uh, Islam, those kind of cultures, these are not just there for dip simple passing time of the day. There's something resident back there. But when asking the real question, does whatever is back there have your best interest in mind and being courageous enough to follow it all the way through, even though they tell you well, nothing can see its face and live. This is the, you know, this is the constant retardation. It's like nothing, nobody can see God's face and live. So that means well, I'm not going to be seeing God. <laughs> so when I leave earth then, and I get up there and I see God, am I going to die right then? But what, I guess I would already be dead, right? Well, wait a minute. Do we even die? Oh, we're talking about the second death, right? <laughs> you see, it's all, it's all fuzzy in there. And it's fuzzy because of a reason is what I'm getting across here. And I'm not sure if we're reaching the top of that. We're almost there. But it's fuzzy because of a reason. And that's why in the Code of the Matrix, I say reason one, reason two, reason three. Because basically on what I'm saying is these are the reasons why I'm now through with these people. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> through with believing all this stuff is the way that it is. Because guess what? I was just like you. I believed not everything because I'm still from a place where you don't believe everything. <laughs> but I believed a lot of what I later on found out was more of the bigger issue. And then once I did that, when I became that rebel for a while, I was in a floating point that was also very dangerous because it was either that I joined the rebels or I make it beyond the whole battle and rebellion, which is a field in itself. Remember, we all have to go through these fields. So even others attempt to pull us back into it. 
Sometimes we just jump in headlong. Oh, you piss me off. I'm coming in. You see, so there is this different actions of, of how we're entering into what I'm just calling now as earth, not as a game, but as a, as a module, a very organic and very alive one at that, that you need to really understand alchemy within yourself and the frequencies that you're playing around with. And I wouldn't even say it's playing at first until you realize how serious it is. And then so that way you can become more of a mature being that starts to call things as they really are. Because when, when, you, can, when you can do that, that level of discernment keeps you safe and keeps you guided in a tense. I'll say it more that way. It keeps you guided into continuous, more expansive experiences versus you get the hint. Mm, this lady with this deity hanging around in the house, like the statue that she's got. I'm wondering if she really understands what this thing is. So you sit down and you say, Sister Mary, do you really understand the whole story behind this? Oh, I don't need to. Because those who have faith <laughs> that have not seen and do not know are more powerful than those who need to know. It's like, oh, damn, Sister Mary, this is going to be really, really a tough one for me to explain to you what's actually going on here with these beings, <laughs> meaning you won't really see this is something that, that, that's new. And this is what I, I, I know I'm explaining to my listeners and your listeners. The way you are is so new. It is probably the next stage of the major quantum evolutionary jump, because we always do those. That's going to happen next. That this, this whole exploration, right, of just saying it like it is. First, you got to wing it, though. Like, I don't have any problems with anyone using other systems as their uh, uh, arm or rope to the next stage. What tends to only be a problem is if you hang out there for too long. Right. Because, to, I mean, I've read 20,000 books. So there was nights I was probably a Crawlius. There was nights I was probably right on the what do they call that, the, uh, the Gurdjieff's fourth way. There was a night where I was probably a Rosicrucian. There was a night where I probably was a Mason. There was a night where I was deep into the Gnosticism. There was a night where I flew off with bells above. There was a night. You see, so I went through all those fields. But that doesn't mean that I have to, every time I hear something, read something, or listen to something, bow down to it, <laughs> fully devote myself to it. I can be an observer there. Now, the best way to really be an observer is also to be non-biased. Because when you're non-biased, you can see the cause to the effect. Like, I can see how this world would have a Beelzebub. I could see how it would go into the whole uh, uh, Marduk Oh, God of war kind of thing. Simple. Watch. Let me show you just that alone. Why would there be a God of war? Why is there a Mars? Why is there a Marduk? Who's Ra? Who's Ramses? Who's, who's the king? Okay. Which is basically that ideology, that mentality that basically in God we trust. That's the whole embodiment of it. There needs to be a protector or an enforcer. Right. Where, where does that come from? That comes from something getting threatened, treated wrong, or in fear of that for too long. And everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like, what happens if one of your best friends betrayed you? Okay, boom, first hit, boom, okay, namaste. <laughs> namaste, I'm going to be okay, I'll be okay. It's not going to happen again. Bam, you get hit again. It's like, okay, you know what, y'all, who's playing with me? Like, you try to turn on the computer, computer doesn't work. You know, you're clicking on things, you know this works because you know how they work, but now it's not working today. You go in, your files are deleted. It's like, okay, so, you know, y'all trying me today. Meaning that, there is a force or a frequency that seems to want to disrupt things, right? So what part of this conversation about was about today is that, see, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be moving in. Actually, we could talk about that when we get off the break. I want to talk about 
what Spirit Tech really is, how we're equipping people for this spiritual war that's going on in our own consciousness, how we can win that war, and the results of when we do that. Yeah, I'll talk about that when I come back. That sounds awesome. No, that sounds awesome. And no, I definitely, it's just, it's a perfect time to lay off because I, I told you a little bit about what's been going on in my life before the show started. And there definitely is, uh, seems to be an energy around that is trying to hold things up here and there. And it's been a rather yeah. interesting to I mean, it, it, yeah. might as well, it might as well get knocked on his back. See, I don't understand. And, that, and the more I get, the more mature I get, and the more I realize what's going on, I don't even understand why we would be in the victim position, which is where the programming is keeping us now. Like the program is, oh, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be, just hold on longer. <laughs> hold on, old soldier. You know, it's, but basically hundreds, if not thousands of years of pacification of this magnificent species that is still also fighting time. So that way, if, if you want to do this, if you want to be a nice person and you end up doing that for 40 years and getting abused, by the time you realize that you actually need to start really, really looking out for yourself, and this means starting to check all the knowledge you've been given, seeing what's true, all that kind of stuff, and you know, you, you're dealing with now the whole time thing. So this is also another show we'll talk about in the second half. This is a show about how to defeat time, like how to actually reverse the effects of gravity, which is what I've been laying out a little bit in the Beyond series, but I'll give a little bit more details today. And uh, I'll let you go ahead. Also, I know you had some websites and things that you wanted to and some links and things that you wanted to let everyone know about. And then also, I'm sure there's some people who probably want to have some uh, questions answered. So, Absolutely. No, abs- I'm really excited about getting into going beyond time. I've always referred to time as my own personal four-letter word in this lifetime. <laughs> For sure. But uh, thank you, Stephen. And yes, we definitely are going to be opening up the Rainbow Warrior Goddess Circle after our music break. Uh, the guest call-in number, if anyone would like to call in and ask uh, any questions of seven. Our call-in number is 347-996-5226. Once again, that's 347-996-5226. When you call in, just go ahead and press your hand really quickly. Thank you for joining us on Consciousness Caffeine Radio. Um, Today, our special guest is... Seven Bomar, visionary, spiritual activist, and author of The Code to the Matrix, and that's just like so limiting to what he actually is. But Seven sharing his sagacious perspective on advanced intelligence, the great battle, equipping people for the spiritual war, and as I said, everywhere else around the multiverse coming right back to the now moment. Um, we'll be right back with Seven after our music break. Um, Before we go to our music break, I just want to mention that uh, Consciousness Caffeine functions on donations and anything you could share, be it a dollar or three dollars, whatever, it all adds up. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, The the link for the WeShare crowdfunding page where I have uh, not only the donations for the radio show but also Random Acts of Love and Kindness, which is a virtual cookie jar that I've established for assisting those doing service in their communities, creating sustainable solutions that our taxpayer money never goes to such as community gardens, feeding or housing the homeless and elderly, or educating their community and eradicating fluoride from their water supply, things like that, etc. Also, for those at the front line reclaiming their dominion and sovereignty from the legal name fraud and unlawful theft of our rights, property, and children, 
as well as assisting those who are simply just struggling with their basic needs in these tough economic and transformational times. So if you can give anything, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you're inspired to do so, the link is right there at the bottom of the information for all the episodes, along with all of Seven's contact information, his websites, and we'll go over that when we come back from the break. But uh, until then, our music break today is MGMT. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Um, Brostar, we have one caller with their hand raised. Did you want to go for a few minutes and then come to them, or did you want to take the questions first? Well, yeah, let's go ahead and um, actually let me let me just uh, let me just get the okay. final part of this out, and then we'll go ahead and take some calls, which will be cool too, because it'll probably lead into stuff that I was meaning to discuss anyway, but may have omitted. Um, also, there are some people that are saying they're having a little bit of trouble just hearing things, but just you know, just so you know that there is a recording coming. So for some reason, you're having a little trouble with the connection. I can hear everything perfectly, so um, that means that at least as long as I know what's being said, then that's the good part because there's another recording. Um, you know, I guess <laughs> how this would work then, you know, from based on you know this procession of thought is you would have something literally sitting back there saying, well, how much, how much can he, she really do with words anyway? Like, think about it. Like, if you really know something, right, and you found something out because you went through the experience, now you have to communicate the experience, especially on a virtual line, through words, right? And so if you're not a master of words, they call her the, the, um, the master of speech, Right. So if you're not if you don't have that going on, then you can't even really penetrate. This, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, this conglomerate, this, you know, whatever has started itself and set itself up as an opponent. So like this is not something that uh, we per se did this lifetime. You know, don't take that blame. But when you got here, there is something the same thing that poked the vaccination shot. See, because the whole disarmament thing right now that's happening is, is that what will keep happening is that, especially when you get into certain levels and certain frequencies, it'll keep saying, but yeah, but, you know, it's, it'll try to make you forget is what I'm saying. It tries to make you forget that, hey, yeah, there is still people over there that are suffering. Hey, you even suffered before. Like, remember that? Hey, remember you, you, you were watching that cartoon. It had you watching that cartoon. Now, there's other frequencies. It's, oh, you know, no, 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 you've made it. You look, your life is beautiful. Like, why even? But see, what happens is, is you're dealing with the same scenario that is going to take place when you get out of the body. You have your OBE of the life, which they call death. The same thing. Oh, no, it's puff of cloud. Don't even re really remember. So if you don't retain, then, what I'm saying, what's precious to you, your jewels, because that's what the chakras are doing. The chakras are recording all of the emissions that are coming from each and every single one of our parts of our being and its experience. So that way we have senses because that's what the chakras correspond to. Also your senses. We have more senses. When we get into this next incarnation, we're not babies anymore. Our senses are so in tune that we already know what to actually do and what to become right away. We know how to visualize that solar, that solar body that shoots off all of the energy and pierces away everything that would be perceived as bacteria, darkness, or ignorant negative. <laughs> you see what I mean? So this is what we're preparing to do. And guess what? Here's the thing. So when the question is asked, well, how, you know, how powerful can he or she be with words anyway? They didn't even know the words. What I'll say is, is that what if I hurl a world at you? Since these words are really worlds, how powerful is a world? 
the world is pretty powerful. So then, if because it, it seems to be the theme, <laughs> if this is a battle, bring it. And that's what humanity is, that's their next stage, meaning bring it because I'm actually a very, very powerful being. So I think that once I get the motivation, and this is what was a part of the, the conversation for today, because you'll see once you flare up, then they'll buzz down because the, your frequency is much higher. So what happens is, and let me, I just want to look through my, my notes really quick here because there, there's something important that people should also, should also understand because, see, what we're even calling the masculine force, which, you know, has to begin to even check itself. Now, remember, there's male tigers. <laughs> we're not talking about the guy next door all the time, okay? But when you understand the difference between masculine and the feminine, the positive and the negative, you start to realize that the masculine was, in most cases, conquering female tribes of female warriors. Now, people forget this part of history because it's, it's history. <laughs> it's not her story. Her story was the entire world, which used to be Parthenogenic, had mostly female tribes with every now and then one token male. Love to be that guy. <laughs> but the reality is, is that when you look into the histories, and this is what you're also even seeing in JSTOR, is that there was a conquering tribe of Hittites, <laughs> which is the, basically the Indo-European, that came right in to a, a kingdom of Hattivshep, which was actually in Africa, and took the goddesses, everything. And this is what you're reading that I read you earlier today. That's the rest of that. And then... When the royal seal was taken, because you got to understand this, there was no internet back then. So if you have a seal of someone, when you communicate with other people, the only way they're authenticating it's you is through your seal. So the reason why I'm bringing this up for people is to understand that, see, when an entire culture is taken, when a, when, a, when a country or a, a place or even a world is conquered, the culture and the seals and the symbols are taken by the conqueror. They're not disposed. See, this is, the, this, is the, uh, this is where all the confusion's coming in, where people don't understand what the pentagram means, don't understand what the hexagrams mean, don't understand even what the, you know, the 528-hertz concave pattern, all these different symbols that have these other meaning of power, the reason why nobody knows what they really do and actually thinks they do something entirely different is because it is the actual art of conquering with these people to take, and beings, I'll say, to take the actual symbols and then say, it's, it's like taking someone's brand. It's like taking someone's uh, entire company and then re-engineering it. So what we're facing now, and this is why, you know, I'm here. I've, I've come to deal with these kind of situations and many other people have too. We're dealing with the entire re-engineering of our species. And this re-engineering has a lie to tell. See, this is where the problem comes in at. This is why I would say we need to move now. We are moving now. And it's because, see, I know the truth because I can go back and forward through time. So I can find the truth, and then I can find where other people wrote about it. That's how it works. I have to confirm it because you can't always depend on your astral eye. So then you need to come back and you need to confirm it somewhere. And so if you're looking through uh, um, a Gutenberg every day 
or you have your keywords set up. Like you could set up something in Google where every time something is mentioned, you get a, you get a text. So if you know that there are certain keywords you're looking for and a book just gets OCR, being the optical correct, correction of the text, meaning that they want to look and see the text as it is typed, then when that data is rendered back and it goes into Google and you get an alert and you say, hey, there's something on, um, you know, what are we going to talk about today? But, you know, there's something on the Diaboli, okay, which is a, a real secret society. Nobody knows about it. It's a real secret. So something gets logged, bam, you get a text. So what I'm telling you is I'm sitting over here like this. I'm not playing games in this world. Like, I don't want to sit here forever and play what looks to me to be the same damn thing. Why we're not even tapping into the real potential of what comes from nature. We haven't even started synthesizing. That's the other thing about crystals. Crystals are a synthesis of light. So that also brings me into what Spirit Tech is about. Spirit Tech is a line that is designed to give people armor that allows their light to be magnified, cleansed, and refined. That's where we're going with this next. Like, I already said that this seemed to be what it was when I came out of the portal, per se. If something said, here's how it works. Either, these are the rules. You, we won't kill you. You'll probably kill yourself. We want to see if you can really tell these people the actual truth. But we already know that they're not going to listen. But see, what I said was, get behind me. <laughs> get out of my way. Because what I had felt from going into the higher frequency, I felt all of my power. So I knew that this was like a Smeagol. It was like a golem. It was a very weak creature. It was like Jafar on Aladdin. He wanted Aladdin to go in and get the jewel and everything for him. He couldn't go and get it himself. His back was too weak. So this is the kind of being that we're also dealing with. And this is also what's in the book, Alien Wombs, that the female tribes, the matriarchal tribes, were having issues with these, what were coming out as deformed beings, because they didn't have, they weren't androgynous. So they were actually coming out as what we would even call male now. And the only, because the only issue was, and we're not going to say all of them were coming out like this, but the only issue was with certain ones is that they would look during the ceremonies at the younger people that were there, the men, the younger boys and girls with a dark, dark kind of eye. And this is what it says in, in this book, which you, the last, the last of the last to explain to you what happened here on earth and why if we don't fix it, this planet will perish. Why? Because it doesn't want to be involved. It's not turned on. It's not interested. It's not that it doesn't have millions of itself. We have other versions of ourselves running on other timelines in this world. That's what your dream is. Think about what I'm saying. You have other versions of you running on other timelines, but you always pop up in these worlds. Few people, especially if they're not in child mode still, have access to those other worlds that you can even get into. With, could you, it's a frequency. It's all a lock. It looks like a lock. But it's a weird shape lock, and the key to it is a frequency. And when you emit that frequency like a child, you can get into that door. But if you can't put into that, if you can't get into that frequency, you can't get through that door. And this is what protects the higher kingdoms. Okay, so that means that if we're in a world that it wants, it wants to be consistently taught to us as we're grinded in this wheel, how not to perfect ourselves? Then we can't get back to where we're from. So forever, then we remain on the other side of somewhere. And that means that then 
it's locked up. Look at the visualization. Then if on the other side of that complex frequency key, that formula, that alchemical treasure is you, and you're sitting here in a dimension where they keep trying to make you more demented, you can never open that door again. So that's what's, I want people to start thinking about that. That's what we're doing this for. That's what I'm here for. That's why I keep going. Like I, I push 10, 12 hours in this every day for six years. You know, every now and then a day off, I can't take days off. It's not, it's not my build. It's not my design. You know, you have some people, they call them workaholics. I'm a workaholic for spirituality. It's a great job. You actually learn things. So I can put that time and put that energy, the more it drives me to know the truth. But at the same time, I can't sit back here no longer and keep bottling up because I won't mention they, right? I'm on the program where, oh, let's not talk about the ones that are attacking us as if they're not attacking us. I won't play that game. But what I won't do either is I won't tell you, I won't uh, uh, do the Alex Jones, tell you about everything that's attacking you, scare the shit out of you, lower your vibration, and then give you nothing to equip yourself with to first get, become an adult, become an adept. Hey, it's going on. And I stand up to this. But then now put on the whole armor of the supreme being. That's what I said. Put on the whole armor of God. Okay, well, let's go back to where it was written at. What is it saying? No one knew God during that time. Not one man except for Elijah. What is it saying? It's saying very few people actually understood how to activate the supreme being within themselves and how to get into the next stage of their consciousness. So how it works here then is that that's what I believe personally, and this is why my life is devoted to this. I believe personally that once we actually explain to people what they really are and how to really to confirm that, now we'll have, a, we'll have something on our hands. We'll have a world on our hands because then Marduk and Inky, Inky who is Cain, the beings really exist. The reason why you know that they exist is because they always pop up. Like if you watch Hollywood, and this is another reason why California has no water, is because they've worked the ritual there more than anything and burnt out the rest of the world with this garbage. And what happens is every time they mention Lou, every time you see Lou, and just watch the movie Winter's Tale, but it's not just Will Smith, even though if you trace him all the way back, you'll see. And you even see what he's doing to his son now. You even see the character his wife is playing in the upcoming Gotham. Gotham, or the, the series Gotham playing. Gotham is, is Washington, D.C. It's not New York City. You see that? So when you research all this, because this is the game. This is where I feel like it's a spit in the face. Because if you know how to read between the lines... You can look at the recent documentary from coming out from BBC about the Hittites and look right there how they're explaining to you the entire culture of another person was hijacked and then they took that culture, they took those seals, and then they acted like they were really them. So that means that all of the knowledge that you're getting about who is really your father and your mother is a lie. Whoever they say is your king is your queen is a lie. And then until we then find our father and our mother, really, that's like finding yourself. That's why you try to trace your roots as much as possible. Then if you, if you don't do that, the land will become desolate because the father and the mother are also the sister and the brother are also the wife and the husband. 
You see what I mean? So this is how I'm telling you. You got to roll the wheel. Roll the wheel. It's a cause and effect. Don't get stuck on something. Don't be back there. No, 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 no. First, if you're going to be in it, be, first of all, be it all the way. If you just need to understand how it works, go all the way. But then after that, move on. Dust your shandles off and go to your next class. Who stays in math? Who stays in, in, in uh, uh, PE all day? It doesn't work like that in the universe or university. So we need to now cycle these courses. These courses are our body. Like I said, from the netherworld all the way up, we'll build it. Coming from the foundation, that's what Secret Energy is. It launches on April 22nd. Open Source Spirituality It's the largest site on the internet for consciousness, and it's nice. Meaning that we did just as much as work as making sure the functionality was there as the aesthetics and the usability and functionality of the platform. This is not a charity. We do have people that are wholly dedicated to making sure that this happens and every now and then they contribute. But in every tense, it doesn't have to be just cash. This has happened because it is a collective projection. It's very clear to me. I'm not one of those people sitting back thinking, oh, this is all coming from seven. Seven as what? Savan and James and whatever you want to call them as what? One being? I'm not one being. I know that for a fact. That's like, that's the beginning of it. <laughs> like, if, that's what we have a hard time dealing with. In, in fact, I'd say this, and this will make it funny, then we'll take some answers, or questions and answers, okay? If you think about it, we already know Actually, I even forgot what I was going to say, but it, it, it was, again, another one was reverse engineering, and I'll think about it here in a minute, but it's just that I'm, I'm on fire about it. It really excites me. It has to excite me. I have to keep myself motivated. It is my responsibility to turn the wheel. And to answer the question of what we were talking about before the show, um, before the break, we were saying we were going to talk about defeating time. It's because time works, is, time works like a vortex. Time is a vortex. Time is based on phi, as you see the phi spiral. And as it's spiraling closer to the center, that is the vortex. When a person is getting too close to the center, the force of the vortex, which we call gravity, is pulling them into that more so than they can actually thrust themselves out of it, right? And then in that pulling in, when the loop starts to close, they start to experience time so rapidly that they feel like that they're aging. And then at that point, what happens is the vehicle it exhausts itself, like it's spinning so fast, it gets exhausted, and then what happens is, it was what we call die. This is the same thing as if, uh, you know, you can watch different training videos. If you're swimming in the water, and you're swimming, 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 and you're underwater, you know, if you tr- at a certain point, your brain kicks out, but your body doesn't know. And so what I'm trying to explain here is very simple, and I don't want to make it complex, but it's basically that when you start to overwork yourself and you're not used to handling that kind of current, you experience what's called death, (laughs) which is actually opposite to what's actually happening. So this means that as you start to what people call die, the actual body can't hold you anymore. So as you start, did you ever notice that the bones and even the rib cage, which is where the actual entity generally resides most of the time, becomes more like the bars on a cage to a crib? or actual bars to actual jail even? Has people, I mean, do you ever notice when you start going into a high vibration how it feels like something's attempting to push its way through the roof of your mouth or that your body is about to explode, but it seems like whatever is holding you in is strong enough to keep doing that without you blowing out of the frame? But guess what? 
when you leave or let go of the body, and some know how to do this now, like not, you, it's called the key to relaxing. <laughs> you let go of the body, you can actually just come right out of it. But the body has so many stages of relaxation, and you have to figure that out in yourself, you know, and, and understand that in, in different arts, because they could teach you that, just type it in Google, how to relax for real. But there's a way you loosen your jaw, you loosen the set in your eyes, and you'll be surprised how tense you actually are that you do without even noticing. Like always you're tensing the back of your eye. And these kind of things become the dynamic to actually slipping out of the body. But, you know, before we even get into that, it's just understanding to get beyond time is to build up the frequency that's necessary to get out of the vortex. I suggest, as any kind of craft that you see flying through hyperspace, if you start having problems getting over the speed of light, you need to drop some of the cargo. So then when we look back, we see quite a few things that could be let out of the airlock, (laughs) mainly things that you feel like you have to be devoted to, to the point where it is causing you to have a removal of your spoke. That's the easiest way for me to explain it. Your spoke, where you would normally be boisterous or sending energy, will be diverted to something else. And so what I mean by that is like jobs can have a tendency to take your two arms and your brain and... Now it's spoken for, meaning that that's where you have to give a certain percentage of to. Then your spouse or your significant other has a tendency to take your other more massive spoke and take that for themselves. So every time that you even think about it, even look at your own genitalia, that's part of the word, you think of that person like, okay, we have to make sure. You see, so that means, and that's in certain scenarios, I'm not saying everyone's got that going on, but what I'm saying is that's spoken for then, okay? So then when all this is going on, this is like a lot of weight on the craft. Because in your mind, you really want to be free. (laughs) Like I'm telling you, like, even if you can't remember that anymore, because in reality, if we're all free, we're all in that position of, hey, guess what? I was free yesterday. And guess what I came across? I came across something that you might like. And the person said, oh, really? Because I was free last night and I came across something you may like. Oh, really? And I I flew in one direction. I know you flew in the other because I saw you when you left. So that means we both got something different. Let's get to this. So this means that you're not dealing in the environment where the person's like, tell me more. I want more. What, what is it? Give it to me now. You know, it's like you're literally dealing with more of entities that will plunder every single thing that you have. Take all your pictures, take all your knowledge, and then go amongst others, write a book, put it on Amazon and whatever, and tell everyone that it's their stuff. You got people that will more of take, but we can fix that is what I'm saying. I first have to acknowledge that that is there though. And that's why I've got to drop that whole, oh, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's lovely. No, no, no. That's something that I need to see how much you really understand about what's going on. I need to know if you identified the whisper. This is the voice in your own mind that appears to be you, but is not you at all. It's more of like a high bass frequency that constantly confuses and also programs a dream of fear. So are, are you familiar with that character? We have to have these kind of conversations before I can just let you into the holiest of holies of whoever this ineffable entity known as on planet Earth 7 really is. And that's when we start to respect yeah. ourselves, right? So that way others can uh, uh, understand who they are, right? Because then if they trace it back and they say, well, shoot, all is self. <laughs> so that means that this being and how it's behaving is but another reflection of me. And then the DNA will say, yes, indeed, we're copying now because that's all we do. That's all DNA do, right? It 
goes and it writes the code down, packs the code up. They, show, they have videos of it doing it. It's an actual physical organic organism that eats up its experiences, puts it into a language that it can understand, repacks it and records it, and then goes on to finding more experience. So where is that archive? And that's why I was saying earlier in, in the show is that when I had that moment of interfacing for that two weeks, I was looking through the mind of what most beings call God. <laughs> and I was going through the cabinets. And the reason why I can is because I am the son of God. We are, we all are sons and daughters of the supreme being. But we see this as external. We see like God is this king thing on a throne somewhere. But what is the real father and mother? It's all internal. It's not, they don't even have physical forms like that. But anytime you want to access what belongs to you, what is your lot? See, this is when we, when we get into asking for things that don't really belong to us, then we can wait all day for it to actually happen. Like the money, the talismans and all that kind of stuff become a little bit difficult if you understand what you're dealing with. But when you're asking for something that actually belongs to you, like what's in your DNA string and in the biorhythm of everyone else that's connected to that, and then the golden past of all itself, which is like a card that you just put down that actually increases everything 100, 2,000 fold and say, hey, I need access and then I'm going to get to it. But see, before then is the battles when I'm explaining to everyone. I'm trying to explain to you. I dive into this because I'm impenetrable in many tenses. And that's not a cocky statement, but it means that this is still all words. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like if you try to go fly across the amphitheater, now you, it's going to be something else. And this is what I, I want to conclude with here. See, what happens is there's an energetic potential to this. Do not let anyone tell you that there is not a way that you feel when you're about to get ready to go into a higher vibratory frequency. And this is what they keep telling people. They've been trying to explain this to people as far as the individuals that have been in the East and practicing this stuff for who knows how long about how you get your body prepared to handle high currents. Okay? The reason why the body needs to prepare is just for liftoff. It's like the canister that needs to be dropped once the shuttle gets beyond the speed of light. Or, or beyond gravity, or actually the, excuse me, the atmosphere, the pool of the atmosphere, which is basically gravity. So that's your body. It's that canister. So what you have to do is you have to get it filled up with fuel so that it takes your consciousness to a certain stage, and then you can drop the canister. We call that dropping the lower triangle. And then you come up through another, you come up through a suture, and then you're out on the other side, and then everything is reversed. And then you feel this lightness. Some people on the onset of the reverse call it bliss because it's extremely dopifying. Like it's basically all of your glands, like the, the, cause there's even more than the seven chakras. Everyone knows that, but there's also more glands. So all these glands, when they start to get stimulated, right? They're just like countries on continents, mind you. They start to produce different things like melatonin and serotonin. They produce all these different weird liquids. Then all these liquids come together and because they're condensed light, which is what we're doing all day, sitting around absorbing far infrared and infrared lights, even uh, 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 violet, ultraviolet light, that condensed light, then we actually eat that. Okay? So on another level, you, you actually you consume it. And in that consumption of your own self, which is you know, somewhat of an Ouroboros symbol, but we don't got to always use a snake. But that consumption of your own self becomes your own perpetual regeneration. So it is true. 
that the reincarnation processes will continue because the being will keep sending itself. Why not? <laughs> like, it's send you, I'll send him again until he wakes up. He's going to wake up at some time. Eventually, sun, a broken clock is right at least two times a day on the wheel. At least there will be one lifetime where the being wakes up fully. And then when it does, it'll collect all of the experiences. So even if it takes 5,000 parsecs, I'll let it ride. And this is like then a game like gambling where somebody says, I'll let it ride. I'll let it ride. Like, I'll let myself ride on earth for quite a bit of time until I actually figure out how to be serious. If it's the real thing that I need to understand here is actually what the hell's going on so that I can get my space travel and my anti-gravity projection going on. And I don't want to take this too far out, but what I'm telling people is, is that, look, if you want to hang out on something that you already know what's going to happen next, be my guest. <laughs> However, if you want to get into that next stage of things, which is already available, you want to start becoming a baby there again so that you can start realizing and re-identifying things not the way you did here. See, this is the benefit of getting out of the body now and going into those kind of fields now is you're not waiting till you die. So that means that you'll accomplish something then that you actually didn't accomplish last life, okay? So if you ever want to accomplish something that you may not accomplish last life and you may not know what that is, it's this. If you figure out how to get out of your body and how to function in the next world before you leave this world, you get a star. No, I'm joking, but serious. Think about it. Because, see, <laughs> what we didn't realize is, is that when the baby is, about, is in the womb and about to come into this world, right, it's already in the previous world still kind of like checking out. It's like all of the things that are needing to take place because the worlds, they overlap. There's no gaps. So that lets you know that the life that's next is already being prepared and already there now. They talk about with this with the frog. They look, through the frog, fro I look at the frog with the ion telescope and you could see, uh, excuse me, a tadpole. You could see the frog shape overshadowing the tadpole. Wow. And that's because the next vessels are already prepared and we're just basically in this smear. And that's what time is. It's a smear that is allowing us to experience it in like what would appear to be slow motion in a certain tense. Like, okay, we're getting there, right? And so where I'm at though is that well, how long have we been trying to do this? Because when I look in, I keep seeing that people find out what's going on and then they, <laughs> they freeze up. It's like, look at the entire society of enlightenment in the 1800s. They figured out everything that was going on. All the books are there. They're all like, I'm not, the JSTOR is, the, is, is just, you know, that's something that people haven't even seen yet. So don't even put that in your mind. There's other stuff. There's uh, uh, George Haeckel's work. And there, there's, uh, go to Wikipedia, look up the Enlightenment era, look at the Priory of Sion, Medalive, look at uh, all these different peoples. I said, what the hell is the big holdup? And only time you could realize the, the, the thickness of the conspiracy in a certain tense is when you actually experience it. Because other than that, you're like, well, we're doing the best that we can. And I think that, I guess, whatever we learned in Enlightenment era begot science. And then now science is figuring out about, stop. <laughs> It was as simple as looking at a pine cone. Like it was as simple as even just going into one of the old buildings that were built by some of our ancestors that was here. It wasn't so hard to figure out what was going on, right? So then that's when you learn the game, the, the game that, that uh, they are playing. It's the whole science and that everything must be cataloged for us to figure out what. Oh, we don't know yet. Oh, we just discovered like five different planets though. Super Earth. We discovered the super Earth. Can we go there? Oh, no, 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 no. They're not habitable yet. <laughs> why are we playing games with this thing? And that's why I was, was, was honing in on, think about it again. It's all over the place. Every time we ask for a straight answer, 
we don't get a straight answer. Even when we go and look. So the only way that we're going to find it then is for us to band together, which is what we've done. Secret Energy is a family. It's also, it's AstroQuest, it's the resistance, it's the code to the matrix. It's all the stuff that's been developed thus far to harmonize the frequency that we're all on. And then this is the big bang. This is when now all of it begins to become alive, right? So this is the two different sides of the womb. You got where things are cultivated and then you got where things come out into existence. Now we're on a place that both is going on. And that's why I say still that earth is rather interesting because it's a womb, but it's also external. (laughs) It's a zero and a one. And they call this planet, and again, if something is a zero and a one, that's the first card of the, the deck. It's a, it's, a, it's a joker. It's a joker. They call it a joker, a fool. And it's not because that that archetype is a joker or a fool. You read the card wrong. It's because what that archetype is looking at seems to be a joker or a fool. Let us think about that. That if you're the card and you're looking out at everything, then everything to you looks like the car, what the name of the card is. So this is a zero and a one. A zero and a one feels like everyone is foolish. But then when you get to the next card, and this is just for somebody out there that wanted to know the secret to tarot or the wheel, Sator, or the actual rotus, the rotation of time, space, zodiac, all of that, the whole keys to everything. It's a binary code. So the first card, you're looking through that card. The second card is what you're seeing. Right? So what is the second card of the tarot? Do you, do you know what the second card of the tarot deck is? Second card of the tarot deck mm-hmm. is, I believe, Emperor? Let's check. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I can because You know, they always give me later on, you said this. Okay, so the second card is the, is the high priestess. That's what they say. Uh, the high priestess. Uh-huh. So that means that when you look out then into the world, that's who is there, the high priestess. See, now some people would say, well, no, 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 no. Well, it's Cain. I thought that Cain was running. No, 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 no. The ancient teachings show that a woman still runs this. You see why earth is still kicking. It's still present. It hasn't disappeared where there's no ground below. It's like, oh, I guess earth left. <laughs> so it's still there. So, but who, so who is there? It's the high priestess. So everyone then can know that when they study other stuff, they say, oh, yeah, that's earth. Earth is this and this. And then that actually matches with the card. Okay, bam, I get it. But they didn't know it was binary. And so, again, when you, when you know it as a binary code, you can not only see out, because that's how you have to know where it came, you, you know where the card came from. Four is the result of what happened with three. Okay, so then, then five is the result of what happened with four. So that's how the, the wheel rotates. There's not a separation in between there. And for those who know a little bit about this, even seeing things, beginning to see things this way, actually becoming the bridge. Some people hear me talk about that all the time. Be the bridge, be the bridge. What am I really talking about? Close the gap. Everything goes on in the gap. Once you close the gap, then you've actually created the full component of power. So this means that if you're looking at the cards like one, two, or zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, and you see a space in between, this is because you haven't really, you don't know what you're doing. You have to see how the one end up becoming the other. 
And I, I think I may have gotten disconnected for a moment here. And I'm now reconnecting. I'm glad I got my record going on because I know some people are like, no, I'm missing it. They are working against me. But never fear. What we've done now is we've installed several redundancies to the foolishness that be going on around here. And instead of us just sitting on the planet like, you know, we're just going to wait for that great day, as they call it, uh, of, of judgment, <laughs> we're actually doing something. And that something is not going to be like going to Occupy Wall Street or going to threaten somebody or blow up something. It's going to be all on the spiritual level. So that way, we're actually handling it where things take place, not playing around with shadow puppets. So that's all. Okay, so uh, yeah, so it looks like we lost connection again. And let me go ahead and answer. Okay, so let's take some calls. <laughs> Welcome to Blog Talk. Please enter your host pin. When finished, press the pound okay. key. We, we get... It's okay, I got a good recording going on, so we're good. To start your show now, press one to hear. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show. Show. We are reconnecting you now. Hey, everyone. Sorry about that. Uh, we Seven and I got kicked off of Skype, and I had to come back on and call back in, but thank you. We, we're still here. He's still with me. Um, but uh, we lost the last little bit of what you said there, Seven, for okay. about the last minute or okay. two. If you want to just pull that in, and then I'll go to the caller. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if we caught the call, but for everyone to know, again, there's a, you know, there's a recording being made, so don't panic. But, again, what I was just saying is... Um, I was coming to a conclusion of actually the entire conversation and just explaining that that's, this is why we're going to do it on another level. We're going to do it on the level that everything takes places at, takes place at, and takes places. <laughs> and it's because we won't be messing with smoke in the, we won't be messing with the smoke in the mirrors, meaning that we won't be attempting to do something with ghosts and shadow puppets which is trying to do something on the physical plane, going to occupy Wall Street or strap some kind of bomb on or some, something silly. We're going to be doing this on an entirely different level, and that's why we're going to get a different result. Because if we really think about it, for thousands of years, I think, you know, silently people have been attempting to approach this situation in different kind of ways. And now we're going to do this from a way that, to me personally, you know, it may be my opinion here, but it looks like after 20,000 books, this seems to be logical. <laughs> uh, we're going to do it in a way that is actually going to get some real results, especially the results that we're looking for, because, man, I got my kids here, meaning that every child is my kid and my child. And if I'm here, if it's on my watch, like when they do when I'm gone or whatever, like I, that, that's something different. But why I'm here, this is what, see, I'm running the drills here. And this is what I would encourage people to start doing. Like I said about not letting your, your success ride in something terrestrial, but also not letting something here dictate how you should be. Like some God telling you this is what you should be. You should be good. Uh, that's a no-brainer, God. Let me, let me take it from here. There's other things that I got in mind. First of all, nothing happens on my watch, meaning that why I'm here, I'm going to do the best to keep things balanced, to give those that are innocent, that want to have their own experience, as much leeway as they can and as much space as they can to have their experience, right? And then what also we want to do is we want to open up the annuals of knowledge and wisdom so that way when one seeks 
to walk back into the temple or sanctuary of themselves, they are gladly invited. You see? So this keeps things neutral. Some people say, well, if you're going to war. No, no, I'm going to neutral. (laughs) Like, this is how it really works. You go to neutral. Let's balance things out. Let's get to the bridge. Let's connect it all. So that's, that's the thing. So that's all I have to say. It's all here. Just remember, you can look, you can hear the conversation again. You can hear other things there in those conversations if you listen to them twice. Remember what I was saying about the seal. And if someone takes someone else's seal and then everyone thinks that that's that person and it's really not. And that could happen with a pentagram and that could happen with many other symbols that you're seeing around you. And then there could be a re-engineering of that symbol to them where people don't even know what that symbol means anymore. And then again, what we're looking to protect within ourselves is just not going into a completely machined out, droned out, wipe your memory, you don't have to ask any questions phase because we haven't been uh, that protective then of our own children, which are our gems, our jewels, our memory, our DNA, our biorhythm. So there it is. It all, it all connects. Okay, so we can take yes, it off. Yes, it does. And what a synergy you've done with the secret energy. I I personally can't wait. I've been waiting with foaming mouth. Oh, (laughs) man. Like, I'm over here like, wow. It's finally, like, I will announce today that it's finally at its first stage of completion. We got it in the new servers, which is extremely extreme to to move to these kind of servers because they're handmade. They run super fast, especially for what we've got going on, uh, which is kind of like, you know, it's a Voltron. So it's got different pieces plugged into it because obviously we don't have 300, 400,000 to throw into building a website. But it's sturdy and it's, you know, it's got a lot of good people behind it watching it to make sure that it continues to flourish. So our team is set as far as our technical team. Our spiritual team has always been in, in, uh, in line and on balance. And uh, we're going to make a push for this. And we're, it's no failure going on because we've already succeeded. We're just playing out the, the, uh, the actual role itself, but also not getting so spaced out to where we don't realize that this is something that we need to, we need to do here. We are the bridges. We connect ourselves to what some people will call their higher self or their oversoul. But now we're not separate from our higher selves or our oversoul, but we're also present on the dimension. So this means that we're filled with light. All of the, that hourglass, all of the granules that are in the top, which are inexhaustible, that equal amount has dripped into the bottom. So that visualization is an hourglass that's completely filled with sand rather than one that's constantly shifting the sand back and forth between the higher and the lower. So, you know, these kind of visualizations, which we're looking to get more into delivering the visualizations and videos and different things. As we said, we have a curriculum coming now. And and that's going to really, really get people the stuff that they can get to others and also utilize themselves. So that's also what's in front of us. So we have a very, uh, uh, a a very um, enigmatic future because, you know, we have just so much to to do. We're just really getting started. So the more people that we can uh, unite with, um, obviously, this is something that could could really pick up some steam if we have a lot of support. And this is also people with skill sets people with resources, you know, we're not over here like, uh, you know, quite frankly, I'll say it like New York nation, you just fucking telling everyone everything they want to hear. And that's not going to get it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know where that came out at, but I'm just saying like, there's people out here that just tell people what they want to hear. And then those people just give everything. They give them the land, they give them the money and they give up. And then, then you look up two years later and they haven't even produced like any kind of video or anything that's supposed to really tell us what's going on. We're dealing with terrestrial things. 
And this is something that we all need to start looking at now, especially with those that are around us. That's what secret energy does. It actually sifts the wheat from the chafe. If you really have what it is that people are going to need to benefit themselves, then you're going to be on the top because people put you there. But if you're delivering that same old, you know, basically stall out tactic, pro-peace, whatever, to not allow us to get ready to do what we need to do here and fess up to what we need to fess up to, then it's going to be on the bottom because people are going to be already in the know about that and how all of us can become victims of that. And that especially if we can't see sometimes in our tunnel, and that's why we all are supposed to be doing our own part in this, and I congratulate you also, Lisa, for doing your part in this, but it's actually when we're shining, that we're, as we're making this bridge, don't assume that old fossil forest, old lucifuge, is in the sky shining the light. No, we will shine the light ourselves in the, in the chasms where we'll build the, the pillars to the bridges to the places in which were said that could not be traveled. What am I talking about? Like, see, that's ultimate compassion. Even the beings that have now pushed themselves so far down into the abyss, them seeing light again rather than their masters wearing crystals that they uh, uh, use on the lower dimensions to become artificial sunlight. You see, so these are the, still the things that people are yet to, to really understand. But it wasn't like the books didn't come. It's all, it, that knowledge is all in the Vedas about what it is that we're standing on and what it is that is above us, right? But at any point, someone or something is attempting to hold that knowledge from you. It's not a game anymore. And if you still want to con- consist- con- uh, conceive that it's a game, just don't lose. Because, you know, sometimes people can be reassured by the whole game thing. It's just a game. Relax. You know, it's like a, it's like a, a cool down technique. Don't re- just relax. It's a game. You know, and everyone's laughing right now because, you know, we, we could do it sometimes. Like, okay, this is not real. I'm going to blank out of this thing real quick because it's just becoming too much on me. So I get that. But don't be surprised, again, if you can find yourself in a, in a very uh, uh, sticky situation if you don't see it as something that you still need to win, succeed in. So... That's all I'll say about that. And I'll go ahead and take this call or else they'll never get a chance to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Never give up. Never give up. Okay, caller 337, last four digits, 2629. I believe this is... Hello. Hello, Roar. Welcome to Consciousness Caffeine. Hello there. Wholeness is uh, amazing to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, where to go with this conversation? Mm. Um, <laughs> That's what I'd be saying, like, hmm, where should I start? Which quadrant The whisperer, I have, I have heard the whisperer, and I have uh, shut that up. Um, the, the um, getting through the veil, piercing the that veil. Mm-hmm. I went into a very deep meditation, and this was post a DMT trip, um, and it was at the point where it was I was going to go into a lucid dream. I knew I was going to go, and I and fear stopped me. And I'm really working on myself to to go beyond that fear factor. Um, anyway, I just wanted to share. That's where I'm Well, yeah, at. I want to talk about that, though, because I actually have something specifically for that, and, and, and it's interesting because I was, 
you know, I, of course, I'm, I'm going through this myself, so, you know, I can easily lend some advice. Obviously, piercing the veil is actually the masculine side of our, our activity um, for a kind of obvious reasons, but you can definitely see it as that, and also you feel it as that unless one basically becomes the receptacle, which is actually the stage that we start in when we're going through that frequency. And you know what I'm talking about. There's an onset to when you start feeling the frequency starting to rise. You can even hear it in the ear. And then at a certain point, you know, basically you're over your head. Now you realize that basically it's kicked off and here you go again. Let's see how you fare this time. So what I found is that we actually have this, there's two things here. Um, two techniques. It just all depends on which one's going to work for you the best. One of them is, is to get on the horse. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes, or a lot of times, we have a tendency to, when the energy is rising, to fall off of it. And then it almost feels like we're actually underneath it. And it's just, blah, it's just hitting us with all this stuff. And then, you know, it's basically, we've lost control. And this is very similar to, again, falling off of a horse. But what I found is, is that when you just tell yourself, look, you don't always have to be getting, uh, that, that it doesn't always have to be penetrating you. You need to take command of it and do something. It's like, get, take your blanket, walk up, st- get up, stand up. So it's like another part of you that says, look, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> this is being here. I'm in control here. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to actually, I'm going to use this. You see, because what happens is, is, as I said, like we're babies in that world at first. And so we're basically in reception. And it's also, you know, it's a bit much to deal with. But then when we shift to this next phase, that next phase, which I got by, again, going into the higher triangle, which I'll, that's the second phase, but I'll talk about this still first. So when you get into that, this stage, it's basically like an aggression. Okay, and this is where the masculine side is of you that actually becomes quite useful because rather than you becoming the receiver of the frequency, you actually become the controller of the frequency. And you know how that, that becomes a little bit difficult because the frequency is kind of strong. And this is why there's a masculine side of yourself that's actually more stronger than the frequency. It's like, well, no, no, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm going to take over this. And we never actually, and this is funny because I never really saw it that way until one night I felt the energy coming up. Then I went, felt it go over my head like as I'm talking about. And it just was flooding me. And then it's just like you're, it's just almost like you're in the face of, you got your face out of the window in the car and you're driving down the freeway. That's kind of what it feels like. You're now just getting hit with so much, you know, it's just too much, basically. Nothing, there's no, it's, it's, it's helpful for just the overall, hey, I had something happen, but not very useful for, hey, what did you learn? So in order to actually get to there to where you start going into action, because this is a space that you seconds. would need to operate in, it's 90 seconds before the call. Actually, I think people uh, should know that if they don't call in, then they're probably going to be clicked off. Is that correct? Yes, I already put it in the, in the, in the huge uh, filled chat box, but thank you. Okay, great. Uh, so... That, let me just give the call-in number, 347-996-5226. We're going over, folks. you got a little over a minute to call in and get on the call so you don't have to listen to the end in, in archive. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you, you want to give it to a number one more time just in case they were like 60 frazzled. seconds. <laughs> the, yep, it's 347-996-5226. All right, we're filling up quick, so get on <laughs> before there's no room for you. Okay, so there it is. So I'll keep going. Uh well, actually, yeah, yeah. I'll just keep going. I got another recording over here, so we'll figure it out. But just so I don't lose it, so it's it's basically to man up to it. <laughs> and again, because we all have a masculine and feminine side, and we're piercing the veil, 
this is actually the point where that actual side becomes rather useful. Yeah. And then once, cause you're, you're still writing energy. So energy is actually the other component. Like it, it's, it's ready to be written, but if not, it will kind of take over the entire show and then it'll just be another time that you have to end up trying to do it again. So the other thing is, <laughs> is the getting rid of the whisper and actually just holding to see how high Ten you can actually seconds. go in the frequency with conjunction with breath. And uh, I'll go ahead and let it cross over here. A big part of jumping back on to the horse is in the breath for sure. Because if you noticed, as you're going into the higher vibratory frequency, even breathing seems to push you there further, which actually becomes what you don't want to do <laughs> at a certain point. But then holding your breath seems to do the same thing. So you're trying to keep it in between. So you end up breathing yep. these shallow in and outs. Okay, if you notice yourself yep. doing that, you're already off the horse. What you actually have to do is sit in, uh, uh, actually just keep the breaths going and you can even allow the counting of the breaths, which I noticed still work. Hold for six, uh, breathe in for six, hold for six, uh, breathe out for six, hold the out. Yeah. The out, holding the out is the, that actually be, that's the, that's the, um, the cog that gets put in that makes everything activate. Uh, if you're using that technique and it's because when you breathe out completely, it, ha it gives the body opportunity to remove all of the oxygen and then it pulls the uh, diaphragm then in. So then when you breathe up, the Kundalini actually comes up the back into the diaphragm area because some people, they have a puffed up Kundalini in the front. That's the front door, but they don't have a back door. And this is what the, the Kundalini is not moving through the back door. So this, basically allows it to be very difficult to ride the horse and I'm giving just general terms here but here but it really is even symbolic to this that you know if you have a strong front and a strong back you can now ride this thing but if one of them is weak and you topple off into the one area then it just means you'll have to you know get back on it at another point in time um I personally um yep. <laughs> really you and then that and then who knows where that when that may be because obviously you know we have different methods of end up causing this phenomena and i you know breathing i found is uh is become quite useful for me now again that i started to use other energetic potential um and i guess i'll leave it at that i just keep these kind of conversations really uh loose in a certain tense for people that already know what i'm talking about know why people who don't know what i'm talking about don't hear it from me because i feel like there is still a big responsibility in telling a person uh you know how to get to that stage of you know when you're right at the threshold and now you're trying to figure out okay so what do i do now um but at the same time that's why the message is going to keep unfolding because when i have the courses in line then I'll be more comfortable with actually saying certain things because I know I had done the work to tell a person all the stuff that they're going to need to do before they start getting into that arena, right? Because the main thing is, is you battle your mind. And because your mind can manifest things, it could get really wild. And then on top of that, also the mind has a tendency or, or that overshadowing consciousness has a tendency before the whisper, if you want to call it, has a tendency to have been guiding the life all the way up until the point of the realization. So this generally means that the person's atmosphere even and things that are in the atmosphere are actually calibrated to call certain kind of phenomena. And this is in the books, which will be written one day of astral hygiene, which is basically how certain things do actually, especially when you get into a certain phase, it pings off of you. So it basically whips itself up with your own energy like a genie in a tent and actually manifests because there was just a little 
uh, still bona fide microcosmic version of it. And this could be like a, you know, it could be anything. It could be a little, it could be sometimes even crystals. It could be little uh, dolls. It could be anything, right? But of course, we're not trying to design this for a person to be in fear. But what we're talking about is the, the grand adept, if you may, doesn't worry about any of this because they're not even looking at any of that kind of stuff. So it could be, you know, you could be passing through uh, catacombs in the other uh, the the uh, netherworld just to pop out the other side because it's quicker. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? So some some beings, when you're already at the advanced stage, you're not looking at anything, but your own consciousness. So you're not even seeing phantoms. You're not seeing distorted forms. You're not seeing any of that. Most of the times, you're just seeing this complex geometry that actually is the uh, cause to the effects that we experience here. But if you're actually seeing phantoms and you're seeing all these kind of things, it's because you're amplifying energy and the energy is stuck in that particular chakra, mainly the lower chakra, the netherworld. And in the netherworld, everything is seen distorted because it's not functioning on an actual true light versus with this world, from my understanding, it is functioning on a true light. And if a person wants to know the difference, the true light versus a, a fake light, okay, well, what the sun is on a symbolic level, not necessarily maybe the one that we're looking at in the sky, but on a symbolic level is a self-perpetuating, generating gizmo. <laughs> so we have that reference point versus if there was a Lord in our dimension that was wearing in its being, its aura and on its crown, the light that we were using, then all of our energy would then be devoted to that. So this is how you also understand how the lower world concepts are leaking into the higher worlds. In this world, you'll find solar worship, where people actually were beginning to worship the sun. This is a trait that's learned from the lower world to where the entities that live there, Raksha, um, uh, there's a few. I mean, there's more to name, more than the name. These kind of beings, they wear the gem. And this is, some, this is symbolic to why the king wears the crown. Why, the, why does the, the queen have the jewels? It's because on the lower worlds, which they would attempt to try to make the lower world this plane, which has a true light, everything else is pushed by an artificial light in a tense. A light that is, and this is why the light is artificial, and I'm glad we got all the way to this. The light is artificial because the, the, the crystal itself ampl- is amplifying the energy of the being. It's not that the being is that powerful. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. this, this, make, this is important because it's almost like the difference between someone who has worked their way up the spiritual ladder versus someone who is just got on top by other means. And, you know, I'm, I could explain that a lot better, but just to understand what I'm saying, that crystals amplify things. So if, and this is, this is only a harm and a foul. I'm not saying don't use crystals. I'm saying because a lot of our stuff is based on crystals. It's not a harm and a foul until someone is not telling everyone else that that's what they can do. You see, you get where I'm coming from here? So I'm not trying to demonize anything. But what I'm saying is if another being is using a certain kind of technology, you can call it that then, and nobody else knows about that technology. And because of that, they've actually said, oh, this has got to be the most powerful being because look, it's generating all this light that we're all seeing with. Never realizing that they too can generate light. That, see, that's what's really happening here. Like, people don't understand that. Notice the light work, sister, as you, you know. When you close your eyes and you are on the frequencies, going up the frequencies, it's like you didn't close your eyes. I've even had it where when I open, meaning how many lights you, start, you see in your own corpus or frontal lobe, 
now also what I've noticed is when you do open the eyes, as you're going through this frequency, when you get so high to where the reality around you is no longer being able to handle it, <laughs> you can see right through, but mainly the stars, meaning that you can see through the wall and you can see the stars there. And this is because, and I was wondering, I thought it was such a, 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 such a crazy phenomenon that somebody said, hey man, that's not as, um, we hate to bust your bubble, but that's not exactly as mystical as you think. Um, what's happening is, is that light actually pierces most objects and because most objects are porous, as you know, and that's why if you put water in there, it'll eventually sink through. Anyway, we won't keep elaborating with you, but just to understand, the light that's coming from the star will penetrate completely through anything, but can you see it? Because what's happened is, is as it's going through everything, it's lost what you could visually call light in your world. But what really happens is, is it's still there. It's still coming through. But because you're moving so slow, you can't see it. So when you start going into the high vibratory frequency, the first thing that you notice is if you look up and you're in a room, you can see the stars. This also becomes very useful if you can obtain these kind of frequencies and understand how to navigate the stars because you will always be able to guide yourself. And then that's then why the actual compass, the mathematical compass, as I explained on the last show, but it never hurts to explain it once. This will be now once time, one more time, which now will be twice that I've heard anyone in the world mention it, even though it's kind of obvious, is actually a human body. Meaning the actual mathematical compass, I thought it was called a protractor, but it is called a compass because it's a couple of objects called the same thing. They do that a lot in English. So that actual mathematical compass is actually the a human being. And this is the same compass that you see on the Masonic symbol. And the secret is then that what can you do with the compass? You can draw the geometry, but what are you drawing geometry for? Let's not just draw a bunch of pentagrams around here. What is this for? It's to calculate the parallax of the distance between the stars for time travel. You have to know the distance between the stars so you can calculate your parallax. What is that? It's about the degrees you need to know how much power do you need to get to where you're trying to go. That's even in this life. <laughs> so it also exists. I stuck in that one time. Oh man. I, that's, that's where no, it's. No, I was wandering around. I literally, <laughs> I, I, I knew, I'm like, what quadrant am I in? I'm talking about when I'm in the dream state. Right. I went, well, but actually awake in Kundalini, but it, you know, you know, seven. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it, I, it, I, I'm like, how did I get here? And I, I like, I overshot where I was going and, Totally, totally. And yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, what, what I was told I'm is sure. this. Look, son, later on, maybe when you get like 60, you maybe will think that you have time to spend on it. But I'm telling you, the more, the, the faster you spend time on it, then you'll understand how everything works. This is the distance between star systems. Because what I was talking about on the other show is that, first of all, you're seeing 4% right now. This is about 4% in most countries you'll see of the stars. Very seldom in different in places now, and maybe this is what the chemtrails for. We can blame it on the chemtrails again. But <laughs> you don't see the stars anymore. You see about 4% of what's really up there. So this means also you operate at 4% of the program because that's what the stars are. They're light, they're light codes and light programs. So if you only can see four of them, mainly the big constellation, the Big Dipper, Orion, etc., you always see them because that is the template that Marduk was told to use. So this means that this is the ME of the Sumerian is this star system in particular, which governs, which is the, also tied in the zodiac, it governs the actual process of the, the actual reincarnation of the being. And that makes sure that things don't get out of hand. There's, no, there's generally no anomalies. 
So you should also see yourself as an anomaly, even if you're listening to this conversation, because we're anomalies. And they said that this was going to happen. When they did the numbers, the, the Metatronic numbers, with the Metatronic numbers, the only use that was really for those numbers is to actually calculate and realize that there was going to be some anomalies. This is what the Kabbalists, when they found this out, they got, they, this, if people really understand what's going on in there and what these beings are really doing, when they found out there was going to be anomalies, this was very similar to the Sith Lords figuring out there was going to be Jedi. It, this means that somebody can really be born that actually upsets something that's been going on outside of time. It doesn't happen in time. Like, for thousands of years. No, it's outside of time. So this means almost indefinitely for people inside of time. It becomes like a prism sentence, right? Like I calculated last night. How long have I been here? It's 13,563 days I've been on this planet, right? That's when you go calculate your own days. It's like if you're hearing it as 35 <laughs> years, right? It's just because they're, they're, they're fucking with you. Excuse my language. It's like, oh yeah, 35 years. No, 13,930. That's a long sentence to not be in power. Like the em- empowered, like you've been like, <laughs> like down here for this long and they're down, they're downtrodding you. Like don't make no mistake. Nobody's telling you that you are the magnificent and just every time you hit the next corner, like in most times they're judging based on the skin, just the, every, what the, how the whole prism is designed is on the colors, right? It's yep. assigned a clear light in, seven colors appear, and then two ones that you can't see called white and black, but they're still cubs, colors <laughs> in every tense. You tell a white person they don't have a color, and you tell a black person that they, they don't have a color, and then see what happens next, okay? So they are real <laughs> colors. So what happens, though, in, in that whole prism game is it's all the whole race thing. And then, sure enough, everyone's trying to get ahead, right? And then that's the game, right? That's the whole the prism game. So now that we get that, though, see, I want in 10 years the kids to be in school breaking apart what I messed up on, <laughs> like, well, yeah, but he, you know, he didn't understand that there was really nine primary colors and, you know, you see what I mean? Just going off on me. And then, you know, I'm there enjoying regeneration, you know, which we have here on the planet. There's many things here in nature that regenerate. It's like we can soak in if we weren't so scared. Cause I've watched this. Like I went into nature one time like deep in the nature where nobody really is. It actually was by a waterfall. It actually wasn't too deep in there where nobody was, but that's kind of how all Costa Rica is. Like when you go into different places, it's like a waterfall there. It's like Swiss Family Robinson is living over there. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's amazing. I mean, the, the level of energy that's still here is still amazing, but, and there's no buts about it, but you realize that the energy is actually alive, that these things are alive. So if you walk into the jungle and you start messing around with your third eye element, whatever it may be at the time, <laughs> And then it starts to activate. Then all of a sudden, all of the stuff that's around you starts to come towards you. <laughs> this becomes rather disorientating for a moment because you're like thinking that basically everything is this could be kind of scary is what I'm saying. And then as it's, it actually goes into you, but it's because it's always inside of you. And this is what I found so distracting when you're looking through your two eyes, you're rather than you're just your one eye you're going to see things almost as a dualist, in a dualistic stage because you're looking through two eyes. So you're like, it's actually trying to take over me. <laughs> it's trying to help, you know, but really what's happening is it's showing you what it always is, which is that it's actually through you and inside of you and always moving through you and inside of you. You are a part of it. So thus you have, you, you, there's a symbiotics with it. 
And this is something I asked, I'm talking about, but I haven't actually been able to get far enough because I watched the, what would be, because how you visually see it is like a portal to another world. But this world is here. And this is the craziest thing. I was like, well, how, could, how does this even work? That's a, and I, first of all, I was utterly terrified, but how does it work? Like, I have another side of my brain that's like, it's not hooked into the whole fear and the whole joy and none of that stuff. It just asks questions. But it's, so it's like, how does this work? And it's like, oh, it's simple. See, how it works is, is that in cities, which are powers, that's in the Hindu cities, your city, what happens is, is because of this Saturnalian slash Marduk or Cain frequency that everyone's inheriting, which is attempting to bring in the machine world. All of, if you notice, in the major cities, Chicago, the New York, the trees are isolated or they're babies. So they don't have a connection or a root system that connects them with anything. So the only thing that's present there is really that Saturnalian grid. So when you're in a city, you're right in a portal to Saturn. And it's because of the objects that have been put there to actually resonate the energy from that portal. So now you're in Venus, is what it was explaining. And that's why you, I mean, it's not rocket science, but maybe it is. Maybe you need to get on a rocket to see it, that Venus is tracing out this concave, not straight line, understand the difference between the real and the fake, a concave pentagram through the sky that you're witnessing on this flower down here. It's kind of hard to call this Lucifer, But maybe that straight line pentagram is Lucifer because nature doesn't have one. See, this is where we understand. Remember I told you they will take when they conquer all of the seals of who they conquered. Who were they conquering? The female warriors. They were Parthenogenic. So that concave pentagram, though, not that straight line one with the Baphomet and all that. The straight line is the symbol of tampering. Like when you understand the occult arts, like this is when they draw a straight line, when they draw that hexagram and it's got straight lines on it, that's, that's the cults. That's the, what you would want to stay away from. They're imitators, perpetrators. They're not drawing the same symbol that you see when you take a simple video camera and you record the sun and you look at it long enough. You'll see concave hexagon. You see what I mean? So the only thing that we're dealing with, the reason why Mary, or the Merovingian, right? Well, it was the Merovingians, because that's what they do with the name. They take the name and they add something to the back. They took Mary's stuff, then created Mary, Mary who was, who was uh, Yemaya, okay? Who, you know, the lady on Starbucks, but with more kinky hair. So... <laughs> That entity, right? So that's, that's what's being usurped here. So this is what happens. If we want to play this game with these beings, if we want to jump onto that team of lies, is what I'm saying, then we'll never know the truth. All we know is that we're everything. So I just need, do you see what I mean? So I can't look at something and say, well, that's, you know, I'm going to take that because that's mine. Well, it all belongs to us, but it has to be stated as such. 
Because all the ancestors, they weren't, this is mine. This is, you know, you're, I'm the only one and blah, blah, blah. None of that even made sense. You would have to really dumb down a world for that to make sense. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like nobody, people saw what was going on. They had active third eyes. They weren't eating uh, tons of corn and GMO. And people don't understand, even the GMO started with the corn. That's why the symbol of this goddess, who is basically the surrogate mother, though, is the corn. It's not because, like I would say, yeah, because corn saved these people. Corn was like the only crop they can grow and it helped them make their cake. Stop. <laughs> corn is a rabbit hybrid. When it goes into the body, it starts to take over everything. You are what you eat. And then it causes, like wheat does, uh, actual um, genetic modification. What that stems into, I haven't had the time to really study it, but I think people are doing enough research now to understand even ligaments. I and, thinking on and, that one. And, I went to school for genetic engineering. Well, there <laughs> it is. And they even say the beans, you know, and that's not mean you got to cancel everything on the diet, but, you know, I've been finding it, you know, like almost like walking on pins and needles, figuring out how to eat the right things. And that's why there's a part of that in our course. But now I'm happy to report I'm up to 190 pounds as a vegetarian for 10 years, solid. So I've actually figured out a lot of stuff about getting the complete protein and even why most places don't produce a complete protein. Even if, you know, some of these like Vigo one, you know, not to throw them under the bus, but why not? This person has a reputation for supposedly being one of the most knowledgeable people about vegetarian proteins, but doesn't have one complete protein, which simply consists of pea protein, which comes in a powder, hemp protein, and then also brown rice protein. All three of those together make a complete protein. One without the other does not. And that becomes so imperative for a person breaching over the age of 34. If they're a vegetarian, it makes, it'll make a person going over that phase go back to meat or die. That's basically the, the ultimatum. Because now the body is not as young to where it can try to extract the additional proteins from other sources. So these are things, like I said... We would benefit more spending time figuring this out, it's about you, <laughs> and then allowing that kind of, uh, of, see, this is what I want to do. See, I want to take the human beings that have been through all this stuff, restore them completely, and then see what they're capable of doing, rather than judging them now <laughs> when we're all beat up and battered and broken down. Exactly. Like, see, people can even take some of the things of the conversation. Oh, she, he said this and he said this. And this is, of course, we know who that is. The whisperer is going nuts. He's got full control. It's like, let's just divide everyone. And this is what this is really about, that this being Deuce, Deuce Pater, he, he knows who I'm talking to. It's androgynous. He loves to wear a wig, too, and a dress. He likes to play judge. That particular being, which is immortal, Charlemagne is this being. And if you look through your records, you'll find Charlemagne, Constantine, Alexander the Great, they're all the same person because this is hyperdimensionality. And we talk about it, but we, we, we believe the first ones to do it. How would it have ever come to us? How would we even know about it unless someone spit it into the womb? So and then if you were capable of doing that then you mean you means you already had achieved it. It didn't work the other way around. Like nothing comes about. <laughs> it's already there. And then we find out about it. <laughs> That's how it works here. And where we're going to move to though, because that then makes us just a receptacle too, right? Because even earth has a very strong masculine side. 
Don't get it straight. Like when you feel these earthquakes sometimes coming through here, you be like, "Earth, okay, are we are we cool? Do we need to talk." I mean, I, I thought I, I, I did. I pour a libation for you. I, maybe you don't know how to do libations. Maybe you need to teach me. It's like, well, I figure I figure that Earth, like I said, like when I tap into this, I can understand why what's happening is happening and why Earth is where it's at. Because, but it's all still back to do with us at the at the same time because we can actually change it. See, the person who can change it, it's also their fault. <laughs> this is how everything works on this plan, right? Like on this planet, in this plan, what happens is the cure becomes the uh, poison, right? The venom is the cure. Yeah. So there, it all works like that. And that's why I was saying, like, maybe I should, instead of judging all the time, see how these different things really start coming about. And then maybe I can really understand more about myself and then if there's something that I can clearly see is not the road that I want to go down and is not is going to lead me off to a branch of the tree rather than the trunk and straight up out this thing of the tree, then, you know, you see what I mean? That's that's what my what the use of it really would be. So I sit back and I watch now. I watch all the 52 cards come out, the 78 cards. Right. The 22 major arcana. Right. And then the, uh, the, the decimal of 10. Right. And that's even my birthday. 10, 22, 78. So. I'm sitting on James Evans Bomar. That's Jacob and Boaz and Eva in the middle. That's the middle pillar. They call it seven. Then the seven's outside of time. That's the middle pillar. You're trying to get outside of time, right back through the constellation that actually you were born in, which they say is in the Taurus constellation. And then if you look at the great mother, she's got horns on her head and she looks like a cow face goddess. And so you see, so it does all really connect. It's about, can we connect it? And everyone has the connection See, and that's the other thing. The connection is guaranteed. And that's what I want to tell everyone today. See, this is not maybe your number gets called. See, that's tarot. And that's, that's the whole Fibonacci. Like, maybe you'll land on the good card. Maybe you'll be Giselle Bunchkin this life. Maybe you'll be, you know, that, that's that game, right? So when you cease to play the game, you don't want to play the card game no more. I'm not a character. I'm not, I'm, no, 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 no. I don't want to take any. I'm, I'm all, right? Abracadabra. I create as I speak. And then, oh, shit. Oh, shit. One knows. We got one that can see. (laughs) You know, it's like they live, happens for a moment. And then it's like, okay, but, you know, but now, and now guess what? Because this is my lot. Like, we're all sons and daughters. So this means that, oh, that activation of that being that does really do something. See, because I feel where we're at. We know we can do something, but then again, we can't. (laughs) <laughs> it's a weird feeling. <laughs> like I said, I'm in this, so I know about this. You see what I mean? It's like, I know I can do something. This is where I was before. Definitely not now. But it just seems so unsurmountable. Oh, well, wait until you get hit with a couple kilojoules. Meaning that when you find the energetic potential that is harmonic with you, which I can help you, these are the keys to yourself, Right? And then you start going these high vibrations and then now seeing is believing. See, I didn't actually believe anymore that my imagination was the real language that controls everything. Even three years ago, because I didn't even make it. I couldn't make it back to that chakra. I couldn't make it back to where I began even before I start getting defined by the reality. Right. Uh-huh. But then as I got in, when I got back there, finally, when I went up through that little pipe, 
They say narrow is the way on one side, deep water on the other side, fire. And you're like in the middle. And if you get through there and the whisperer is not tugging you to one side and old Michael, the good one, he's just, oh, the good one. Doesn't he love to fucking talk? Excuse my language. But the, the good one is just a problem because it's also a problem because when you're just trying to shut up, meaning close all the chakras so nothing is actually pulling from your vessel for a moment to your thermometer can rise up into the higher frequency. And then, then this imagination becomes the actual communication module. That's what, that's what everything is speaking around you. It's like, okay, great. You're back in the creator mode. Oh, haven't seen you in a while. Let me dust off your chair here. Uh, okay, so what are we going to create now? Well, okay, the first thing we need to do, this looks like what's first up on the list, is I need you to make like some kind of sack and then put earth in it and pull it closer towards the sun. Because that way it can be out further out of the vortex that it is in, right? So that, that's what you can do for earth, all right? Because everyone goes into humanitarian kick. It's like, well, what can I do for earth? Well, trust me, not much with those meager arms. <laughs> if you really want to do something, it's in your imagination. And if you understand vortexes, pull earth out of the vortex. You may want to start with your family first, though, because that's a little bit lighter. Because if you're really doing it, you'll, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, feel, you'll, feel the, you'll feel the strain. Like, I actually feel the strain. And it was strange, <laughs> but I was serious. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Let me pull earth out of this vortex. And, but first, let me start with my family. So I started pulling my family out. It was easy to get them to where they needed to go. So I did that. That's as much as I could do for them. See, this is the thing about this whole thing. We need to understand what is the much that we can really do. And, and, you know, and then let it go from there, meaning like don't grind yourself about it. So the most you could do is pull them out of the vortex on a visual, and then that seems to work for them. It helps them. It gives them more time. Because think about what we're talking about. And this is what, this is factual stuff I'm explaining to people. I'm not gone off on one. I just as soon as drive Lamborghinis around in Vegas and back to Miami and rent them out to ballers. Like I would rather do that if I wanted to waste time. Okay. So this is the real thing of how it really works. So we can take these components we can install them back into the imagination. It would just be a reinstall. You were already working on this for sure when you were younger. And that's why you had access to so much. And then now we need you to be able to get back in there now. Like, that's what I was saying. I, I got to be able to see through your eyes, too. A lot of people are seeing through my eyes, but I have to keep expanding, too. And that works with us all getting a grander vision. So like, what do you see? And then they say, well, I see it. it looks like this over here. It's like, great, I'm glad you're over there because I'm on the exactly opposite side and it looks like this. Call somebody else and then have them tell us what they see and then, then we can start triangulating this thing because we, gotta, because we really got to get on this. And then think about how hard it is. And this is what I'm going to show you how hard it is to use the imagination. At what point does the person say, I think this is stupid. <laughs> I think we're wasting our time. You see, there's that. And that's the whole thing with the whisper, right? He don't move right in and be like, you're wasting your time. Like, what are you, now you're imagining you're pulling earth out of a vortex? I mean, what, you got to go to work. <laughs> it's always a condescending something behind that. Limitation. <laughs> so, you know. That, so, that sounds like my mother. limitation only there are no possibilities in this realm limitation only right only limitate or or let's divide you this is this is to me the the key one now once you spot this it's just always got something to say it's like every person that comes along it's somewhere where they're not perfect 
And it's like, and then all this is doing though is, and then let me explain to everyone, what is this all doing? It's not as complicated as, as we think it is. If it can get one minute, if it can get a millisecond, they are stationed. That's why they have angels for every hour, right? <laughs> People don't get what that means. They are stationed around the clock to make sure that they waste your fucking time. That's it. So in the mind, then, will be what? Sounds about right. <laughs> you see what I mean? I mean? It doesn't even matter what it is. That's why sometimes I, I'm really cautious of what I'm even reading now. Because sometimes, you know, it could be a real page turner. I'm like, whoa, are you serious? And she hit him with the, the comic stone? What the? And then, you know, you're reading through it. And then you got to ask yourself after a while, like, wait a minute. Are, are you actually learning anything here? Uh, because it sounds like you're deep in a duality and we haven't even actually extracted anything yet. Maybe like we need to get out of here. And this is how I talk to myself. It's like, look, you know, but now I, because I have keywords, I only have access to things that actually are really going to keep expanding you. But there were times that I will find myself headlong into some kind of work of someone's and find myself just getting headlong into the wrong direction. So, you know, just to not get long winded about it, what I would encourage everyone to do and also excuse my uh, um, my spurts of French because I'm a little bit, you know, uh, up there today as far as uh, wanting to make sure that people understand where we're coming from with this. Like, I don't have time to really be um, uh, with, what do you call that, toilet tissue on my hands, right? Like boxing with toilet tissue, basically. It's like, I'm really not trying to hurt you. The thing is, is that I'm really working the best that I can to get people to see that this is about you. Like, this is not about the people that are listening. This is not about the guy that's across the room. This is not about everything else that you can keep throwing in your equation to mess your equation up. When you're working with alchemy, you don't introduce components that you cannot control. Those are called volatiles. When you introduce a volatile into your alchemy, it will blow up in your face. A part of being an adept is knowing that. So when we use our discernment, and we understand how this all works, even with ourselves. Like, I got to go back and I got I to gotta spend more time rebuking myself. So I really don't have time to be dealing with everyone else and telling them how they need to get their stuff together, right? So I don't have time to judge other people is what I'm saying. Yeah. And also, I don't care if other people are judging me as much as I can. <laughs> you see, because that's how that works. You see what I mean? Like, nobody likes to get arrows shot at them, right? So, but what we're talking about is, is that we see something. And this is the first time, like, remember, I don't, I don't even remember myself dying last lifetime. So there's a lot that I'm not buying into. <laughs> like, I was like, we all die. It was like, well, I don't, I don't remember myself dying. So I don't, I can't actually accept that. Let me put that on another list. And then we'll see later on, maybe 20, 30 years, maybe from there, you know, I'll try to consider that I'm even going to die. But in my book right now, I'm not dying. I, in, in fact, I'm not writing anything that I don't want because I speak as I create. And it's like, and so anytime they're trying to write the destiny for you, then the sovereign does pass that card over and say, um, I speak as I create. Um, I think maybe you got the wrong, you got the wrong person. You may, you may got the wrong frequency. Oh, you're looking for James. Oh, that's J James. That's so, that's not even one dimensional. That's like point one dimensional to the expression of the entity that you're really referring to. See, this is how we have to go at our minds. And remember, this is not about being crazy. This is about entertaining yourself, keeping your own wheel rolling, because it'll keep turning long after this thing is supposedly gone, 
right? Which will never happen, but you understand where I'm coming from. That's why I say now is the time for us to begin to pierce the other worlds that already exist. And then in those worlds, we can use our experiences to what we, what we experienced here to ensure that that remains in the perfection, not of the perfection like, oh, she looks pretty or he's handsome, but in the perfection that everything is in its place and has its use. Just as manure is excellent for growing plants, but not great as a nighttime treat. So everything is perfect for what it's supposed to be for. It's just about making sure it stays in its place. And this, when we understand about our whole existence, mind, body, and soul, and how to put ourselves in our place, not oust one from the kingdom. And this is why at least I, 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 niece will congratulate one gentleman who was breaking down the Kabbalah at one point. Uh, I was looking at this recording the other day, and he just said, listen, none of this stuff is actually as anyone thinks it is. It's not actually talking about physical people. It's all talking about stuff that's going on inside of you. So if you actually start to imagine that they're talking about other entities, you're going to get into this other part of this that is going to be very disastrous for you. But we're not going to give props to Kabbalah. What I'm just saying is, is this. If, you, if there is a Yadabel, if there is a Lucifer, if there is a Semiramis, if there is a Lilith, if there is a whatever, it is a part of you. And if it's in its right place, it has its use. And many of these things have a use as just being lessons. That's what use is really, lessons. And when we learn lessons, there's no need for us to really learn those lessons over again. So I can probably name more deities than pretty much most people in the world from my last studies for the last five years. So if there's anything that that's taught me is there's many frequencies and variations of us all vying for attention. The big question to ask though, are you paying attention to yourself? And this is, this is where it gets, this is the linchpin right here. This is how the energy is diverted. See, if you're, if all this is about you, you can find the energy, you can find the strength, you can find the wherewithal to actually excel to where you need to go. But if this starts getting hinged on something that is illusionary, not ecstatic, you can't actually anchor into it, it's not right under your feet, then that's when you disempower yourself because you don't have what would be intelligent negative. You don't have a ground so now, and then this is a big part of not considering this as a game and letting these people play you like that. Like, this is real, okay? It's as real as you're going to make it. And you can do a lot here. So to just lay on the couch all day and blow off 13,000, 14,000 days <laughs> needs to start weighing in. And if that's the reason why I'm here, because I can make the reason why I'm here anything, if that's the reason why I'm here, I would just say then, job well done. Thank you, all you characters, all you frequencies that showed up to participate. <laughs> you've done a wonderful <laughs> job. If I had a award to give you, I would give it to you now. And you've done an excellent job at showing me, all you characters, all you 72 cards, about exactly what it's like to be inside of a cube. Because the only thing that I saw was that it was an 8 by 8 board, which gave me 64 Eight times eight is 64. 64 was the I Ching code. That was like when they first started, right? They, the, the way of changes, basically the cause and effect. <laughs> it's like zeros and ones. You do this, you're going to get this. And multiple variations. Then that sitting itself comfortably on top of one of those pentagrams. 
that also show the fire, wind, earth, earth, water, and how things come to life based on friction. The same friction that mother and father were experiencing when they were having that great night together is the same friction that generates the light that we're attracted to. And so when we can stop playing the cooties, right? Like, which is like, to me, every time I think of the cooties, anytime I think of like the whole stagnancy of what understanding even the sexual or sexual nature, I always see the papacy there. Because they are the ones that actually invented the entire mind control system to allow allow a person to see the truth about how they got here and how the truth about how existence really works because they made the whole idea of recreation and the act of it, they made it as taboo. But would it not be the same way that we got here would be the only truth? And so even when I've analyzed that, like, okay, what is the sun really? It's a hole. On the other side, because the hole leads right to this, this plane, right? It does. And in this plane, this is like a big womb. So if something puts its <laughs> fungandating component, which we call light, into the hole, the seed's going to spray inside of here, and then it's going to land on fertile ground in most cases. It's going to be like a parable of the sower, though, if it lands in one of the wrong countries or, you know, just in the wrong rulership, it may not be able to grow up and become a tree. And in fact, we find that because there are beings that know that, that know that there's constantly life spraying from that hole up there. Every being on other planets and planes that you see here, also in the trees, everyone's looking just to send themselves into another experience. It's the same thing that we're actually doing when we have children. We're bringing in this new experience of ourselves with this other variation. If we don't see it as that, then we're blind. So what happens is, is that everything else is doing that too. Lizards doing it. (laughs) The, The flies are doing it. Everyone is attempting to allow their seed to survive and have this experience. So that, to me, is the same way that all of our nature works with how, so that's what it is. It's it's nature, and that's what the highest law is. So the moment that we see, you know, these, you know, these other laws that they put together and all this stuff is the high law, this is why I say my my time in court is in galactic court. I don't go to physical courthouses (laughs) first. You know, they have a tendency to ambush you in one of those vessels parked on land that are owned by the Merovingians who basically bring their vessels on land. That's what a courthouse is. And that's what all those temples are built with the granite pulled from Stone Mountain, which has the the, uh, the entire work of the the actual frequency, even the uh, connecting from that same granite vein all the way to the guide stones. And this is simple for he faced this, meaning beings that know how to work with rock, <laughs> old rockhead, <laughs> old caveman, you see old Cro-Magnon still running around. So it's just about with us in our experience here as children, because we've all had kind of dark and loomy adults running around all of our lives. Remember, everything here is redundant. So this world that we lived in even now was the same one that we lived in before. We're only welcome to change it. So this means everything that we saw and how things were, different variations, different frequencies that do exist. So it was never saying to write off one of them. <laughs> it's saying to learn what that frequency and to be aware when that kind of frequency is around. And that's why now when we see certain kind of frequencies, we know, let me get out of here. Let me get my kids out of here. You see what I mean? But it doesn't mean we sit there and say that frequency doesn't exist. And this is what I'm changing about even my message completely. If there's even an inkling of that still remaining, 
You see what I mean? Because that's how we're going to have to come at this. The ones that are really going to do something, they're going to call it like I see it. If I'm seeing with my third eye, I could tell you the truth. This is what this being is. This is what they're dealing with. But listen, I can assist you. That's my compassion for you. Now, you'll find me where the lepers and the lames are, not where the rich people are, right? So think yep. about what's being said. It's not, we won't, I won't, you won't really find me with the people who already think they ascended. You'll find me with the demons attempting to convince them that they need to get themselves into a better level. See, that, that's what the work really was. Like, the, look, when you read all the ancient traditions, that's what the work really was. That's why everyone thought it was work. You get where I'm coming from? Because, see, when you have to teach bad kids, <laughs> it's work. <laughs> if you've ever done it before, you'll know. So what it, where is the cleanup crew in a tent to reality? Which is when reality gets itself into a certain stage, somebody's got to come in and deal with it. Oh, it could be work. So you come in, okay. right? <laughs> and here you are. You're dealing with the, the, uh, the ones who need your compassion, but at the same time, just like if you're in a lab and there's Ebola going around, you don't go and, you know, you're out there. Ah, such a fresh day today. It's like, yo, did you put your mask on? <laughs> it's like Ebola here? No, but did I'm but I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying here is that let us not kid ourselves in a tense or be immature about certain things that we know is going on. Because that's the thing about the ancestors. The ancestors, they stood up. You see what I mean? And this is why it's, it's supposed to continue to us and it, it's supposed to continue with us. And the only thing that changed, Lisa, was the will was broken. And this is the secret to the whole thing. This was what they were saying that, you know, even caused the deluge, that the will was actually broken. So we know the, synony the will is also synonymous with your will, W-I-L-L, -L, your ability to want to keep going, Right. And so if yep. your will, if you break the will of something, then you've domesticated it. And so then they say, well, who was the first people to start domesticating? That, that's called civilization. Who was the first civilization? Who wants to jump up there all the time and say they were the first civilization? That's all you got to do because they were never the first. There's no such thing. We come from nothing. Yeah. So we just need to find who, you know, this is how you reverse engineer to find out who's responsible. So who was the first one that jumped up? Nimrod. Sumerians. Even I got a book that's a hundred years old and they're still lying in there. <laughs> like there was like they <laughs> t like a hundred years ago still the, the memo of Tiamat actually running the entire thing didn't even get to these people. They're still and Lord Marduk. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like a hundred years ago. That's not even far enough to go back. I have to if I get in a time machine, I don't know how many thousands of years I will have to go back before the lies were not told yet. <laughs> but this is something that we, we need to, to pay attention to is that there are some lies going on here and that civilization started with those lies. That's also where the laws came in. It's all, it, it's like a red hot fat beacon <laughs> saying, er, er, this is where it's all coming from. This is where the whole Erech and Enoch, uh, also um, Marduk, the MEs, Inanna, Everyone's there. It's like we got an all-star cast. Everyone there? Yeah, check. We're here. Okay, great. I'm glad I got you guys all in one place. Now, according to these books, it says here overall that the whole goal here was to manipulate anyone that didn't understand what was really going on. And that looks like what's happening here. So I don't got to try to confirm it and make sure that it's true. I can look out my window and I can look at, I can go down the street and go to the, down to the courthouse or whatever and watch it take place. Others try to take power over others. 
And, and this only comes about by them denying them their power and yep. fakely telling them their power resides in money when their power resides in their chi. <laughs> and chi can create a lot of, chi creates tons of money. You watch some people with the inverted chi running all around, acting all crazy. It seems like they never get tired and they make tons of money. They do all sorts of silly stuff. They're still using their chi. And they're also using other people's chi because the more, if you're in an audience, notice how even this, and this is what, you know, this is the, this is the day of the, this is the hour of the couch, I guess. But what happens is, is that notice how, see, this is still virtual energy. So some, when someone says, thank you to me, when someone says, this is great, Seven, how much could I really feel that anyway if the person is not right there giving me a hug? Right. So if I can feel that then and I know they're sincere, I'm not saying I'm just I'm not being uh, facetious here. But the reality is, is that it's virtual. Thank you. The person's not there with me. So but in society, what they've done with these uh, these false stars. Right. They put them in the auditorium. <laughs> right. And everyone is physically there. So that way, when all those people yell and scream, it drives all that energy. It's just simple, basic mechanics into that individual. And they juice themselves up all that. Imagine everyone telling you you're great all day, right? Like I've had one day of, of having that occur. Somebody thought they, the, the, the uh, Rams had won the Super Bowl and, the, and I went to the hotel that they were having the after party and everyone there thought that I had played for the Rams. So it was pretty difficult to explain to these people that I did not play for the Rams. They wanted to believe it so much <laughs> that after a while, how they were treating me, I just decided, well, shoot, maybe tonight. And it was just amazing that night that everyone just hoist you on their shoulders. And oh, my goodness. So imagine if we were doing that for each other all the time. But that wasn't the moral of the story. The moral story is that's what these false stars are experiencing. That's what keeps them driven because they're getting pumped and juiced up with other people's chi. And that's what keeps them going. So this is, again, about understanding these energy dynamics of starting to be more concerned about where we're spending our currency. Because think about this now then. If they replace this, the, the system of the chi, the kundalini, the circuits of the body, et cetera, the coil, if they, expl- if they did the alchemical, which is to turn dirt into gold, performance and created money, which became the new energy or current, right? This means then if you flip it back to the original cycle, it is you only need to look at how you're spending your current, the actual kundalini. Not so much as the actual money. And then when you look at how the Kundalini... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, that'll have to be the next topic we have you speak to when we go just straight to the Kundalini and all the many things that can go there. (laughs) Oh, for sure, because that's actually the big conversation that a lot of people are waiting to have, which is basically how can I start to have success? Uh, uh, Well... We've already been talking about how to have success. So let me put these words right because I, I have to buy by my own laws and rules of my words. So how can I have money, right? So people always want to have that conversation. And I've danced around that conversation rather, uh, rather uh, um, in great detail throughout my conversation. I never leave my conversation as devoid of that. But it is very clear that money or energy or current is attached to your chi. And if you want to understand, so people say, well, why people say, well, why then do, do stars and actors have a lot of money then? Surely they don't have chi. And then this is because of their confusion of thinking that there's only good chi. Right. Like, and then when you understand it's, it, the yin and the yang, that there's two forces that can be equally con- called chi or energy. One is a dark force. One is a light force, if you want to, if you want to say it as that. But the, the ritual is that the chi is inverted. The symbol of this is a straight line pentagram upside down. 
That is the ritual, that she is then sent down into the lower world. The person then becomes a lord of the lower world. So thus, if the people then are abiding by the will of the zodiac, which again is that particular portion of the Fibonacci sequence, which gives us the ME of controlling people through them believing that they're animals. And as all the zodiacal signs connect back, especially the ancient Chinese zodiac, more so than the new one, where they put in characters that are not necessarily animals, like scales, right? But in the older cultures, every sign of the zodiac was an animal. And the reason is, is that as the one begins to identify with the wheel that the animal is pulling in their burden, they become identified with that program. And so the keys to this is, again, is send it out, send it out the air locker. Like every now and then, who said it was such a hard time to get something new? Last time I found out, when we get something new, we get quite excited. So we can afford then to stuff that we've already learned the lessons on. Like I already know the whole Zodiac. I understand how it works. Um, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like some people think that this is the, there's going to be an end-all, finish-all to spiritual knowledge. Like it's limitless. <laughs> did, did you not really? get the limitless memo maybe? It said limitless on the thing. Let me show you. It's, it's limitless. That means then that there will be stuff to learn infinitely. So the moment that you kind of get rid of even goals, uh, since those are like demarcations of points that you want to reach, that would be the conclusion of where you would go. Maybe you could have more space to keep traveling. And that's why I was saying earlier in the conversation, leaving the uh, success of something as terrestrial to itself Start using the imagination to expand beyond that just to deal with the core component, which is energy, realizing the spiral force in which that triple goddess signifies as the force of creation. Visualizing just that spiral is something simple. (laughs) It's like, like, oh my goodness, the spiral, that's the symbol of the Illuminati. Stop. Okay, the spiral. Uh Uh-huh. No, can I just cut in for a sec? Uh, for two things. First, spiral, the sacred spiral that was shown to be my medicine mm-hmm. power by uh, the, the grouse. But um, we have a bunch of people. I know we only have a few more minutes. There's one person who's had their hand <laughs> raised forever. I'd really like just to get to them quickly, but we only have eight more minutes. Okay, let's do it. Let's do um, it. If you yeah, don't let's do it. Let's do yeah, I'm sure okay. they, I'm sure they then, got but, enough. <laughs> from way back, I just wanted to throw this out. When you were talking about 64 being the I Ching, it's also the number of codons yeah. of our potential yes, it is. Uh, human it is. DNA blueprint. And we're only using about 20, and one of them is immortality, not turned on. And it's also the same number of star tetrahedrons in the flower of life Brilliant. to throw in there. I'm sure you probably already know that, but I just wanted to make sure and throw that in if you did. Well, great. Um, I mean, it's more com- – I mean, I definitely knew it, but, I mean, it's good for everyone else to hear, you know, more confirmation that is definitely working on that framework. Um. Yeah, no, it's I, the sixty, the magic, and all the numbers, and I, I can't wait. But I want to get to this person quick. Okay. They've been so patient. There's a bunch of people, but this okay. person was ahead of a bunch of them. Okay. Um. So area code two two five seven five two two. I'm opening your mic. You are on consciousness caffeine. Introduce yourself, please, and what's your question for seven? Hello there. Caller area. Hello, sweetie. You're on consciousness. I thank you for waiting so patiently. <laughs> What's your name, dear? Name? Yeah, what's your name? Wendy. I, I didn't get that? Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Um, what, what did you want to ask Seven or share? I wanted to get you on. Oh, wow. I forgot I had my hand raised. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do have a question. Um, I'm <laughs> Wow. 
I found your, your site about three weeks ago. I just want to say thank you. I'm actually reading your book online right now. I'm totally into it all. You're welcome. I have, um, I'm curious, you said a lot of stuff about the cube. I have a meditation cube that I bought. That I'm curious, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We're supposed to, you know, it's been imbued, the core of it's imbued by a guru. And I'm really confused now. Is that a good thing? Or uh, well, let me or let me not? answer it. The, the easiest way to understand the good and the bad thing is it has a tendency to be both. Uh, it tends to be now when I find a fork in a road, I attempt to go both ways. Uh, it helps me uh, to really understand both sides of things. I personally think that the cube is very symbolic for Pandora's box, and that box being the actual receptacle or womb, as you see something like what the Kaaba is, a receptacle for or womb where things are created, but that's also how the Pandora box is more like there's lots of things coming out of it. Some people say even evil things, and this is because in the cube, then you get the entire incubation. You see the name incube inside of the cube. Same thing with uh, us being inside of a womb. So it's uh, that's why it has somewhat dark and light connotations to it because it's when you see it two-dimensionally, two triangles interlacing with each other. And so you can see how all the symbolism says, even the six, and as we connect it to the word sex, all the symbolism says is basically a place where things are generated. And as the generation's going on, you know, when you're inside of the cube, it's like being inside of the womb. So it does have its, its benefits and its uses, right? But then there becomes a time for you to go outside of the box, as they call it. And then so that's the next process that, that would take place. And uh, so, yeah, so each of these steps, though, because there's, there's numbers and sequences with this geometry, is basically the different phases that uh, the being that we are will go through in order to go through these universities of lessons becoming shaped, formed, and fashioned each time into different shapes, which also emit sound. And that gives them a different experience so that they can bring all of that together and become basically what would be called formless. And uh, it's a very interesting way to learn because you kind of end up learning the basics to everything so that you can unlearn it all. Um, but this seems to be the process that we're going through now. Awesome. You know, that that actually brings up... Sorry, go ahead, caller. Go ahead, Wendy. I'm sorry. I just said thank you. Oh, okay. You're welcome. I just wanted to touch on something really quick. Um, you were talking about the cube and being Pandora's box, and I was watching some of Dan Winter's stuff where he was talking about how that the 90-degree angle was the only one that was anti-life and anti-growth, mm -hmm. and uh, tie into that completely. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, it's the, it's the opposite of the spin, like, but it's Wittershins or Diesel. Like, each of these have their uses. Like, you can build and you can destroy. Any architect would want to tear down something that they felt that they can build better. Right. So there's right. always a tool for that. <laughs> I just want you to quickly tell everybody about, um, are we allowed to give the date? I think it's oh, a yeah, for sure. number of mastery. Um, and then quickly go around and have the couple colors that are on, and we can do what we're grateful for before we run out of time in three minutes. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's uh, April 22nd. It's actually Earth Day, too. I found that out. It's actually the anniversary date of the Resistance website, too, which is our first social awesome. network. So, you know, it kind of connects. I just didn't know that it was Earth Day because it was definitely Earth Day when the resistance started. So um, so if anyone wants to definitely check us out, it's going to be at 
Astro, uh, excuse me, secretenergy.com. It's very dynamic. Like I don't, I can't even get into right now all the stuff that's there, but we just packed it full of goodies. That's going to allow us all to really experience open source spirituality, which I felt like is a big move. Open source is a big move in the industry, just businesses and all this going open source have experienced high levels of growth. But I'm always looking at this like, when are these people going to do something for spirituality? Like it just doesn't even exist or something. So I decided to do open source spirituality, uh, uh, focusing mainly on free energy for the body. And uh, start in us cracking into how that's possible and also us developing an organic grid that consists of us basically sharing energy by proxy to one another because the cup runneth over, meaning I find that there has a tendency to be more energy. And the lady that called in earlier knows what I'm talking about. There has more, <laughs> tends to be more energy than we actually need. So in all the abundance of what we see in earth is symbolic of that because we can we have a tendency to have more to spread. So that's secretenergy.com. If you want to check us out now, you can go to astroquest.com. You can also find our Podomatic, which is there, which contains all the archive of like hundreds of recordings. I think I'm up to like 300 or something all the way since the beginning. And uh, I find something even within those recordings when I have an opportunity to listen. Awesome. I also, I also wanted to say thank, thank you, you know, for hosting the call. Like it's, 